What's going on, Internet? The Black Hokage here, a.k.a. TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and you're now tuned in to episode 143. If you're watching the video version of the show at youtube.com slash GI Updates, know this show is available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all other major podcast platforms. Be sure to rate the show five stars on Apple and Spotify. We need that five-star rating to move up in the algorithm and bring in potential listeners. Follow the podcast on social media. We drop daily content on our pages. We're available on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle on every platform is at GI Updates. It'll be a link in the description box below. Now, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to my co-host, the first of which got washed by me five times last night in a row in Street Fighter 6. I should have made it six since we were playing Street Fighter 6. So he might be a little bit cranky for today's show. UTX, Modern Controls the Dawn. Say what up to the people. I'm actually in a good mood. Uh, you, you did not break my spirit, sir, because I know that eventually I will get that one win. I'm going to figure you out. All right. You're going to get downloaded. Translation, but, uh, knock some sense into him. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're here, though. Hello, everyone. Uh, and my second co-host, he loves to sit in Discord and play loud noises in my ear on the new Discord soundboard feature while I'm sending everyone to Suplex City in Street Fighter VI. Gamonito, say what up to the people. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, you better clip that and put it in a video. <laughs> yeah, sure, funny. Uh, you was talking to yourself. Also, you like after you, after you had left, I was playing rank last night for, um, to give people context. And uh, while I was streaming, like there's just, like somebody started talking on the mic, and I thought it was the person in the game. They were like, it was he was playing playing rage sound. So like anytime I was dunking, like it was playing a man that was getting mad. So I thought it was him talking through the mic, but then it was him playing the soundboard on Discord. I didn't realize I was still in Discord, basically talking to myself. The entire oh. time. So it was pretty funny once we realized it was ethos. Everybody in the chat was like laughing. So make sure to you know mm-hmm. pop up in the streams. We was running lobbies with the community. Um, before we get into the show, friendly reminder to join the Discord, discord.gg slash GI updates. Link in the description box below. It's totally free. Um, big shout out to all our joining Discord members. Um, also be sure to uh but uh other reasons to join besides free. We have a bunch of premium uh uh things oh, i can't talk today i'm fucking tired i got like two hours of sleep we have a bunch of premium experiences inside of the discord including watch parties um we do uh, consultations for content creators um we're doing tournaments uh we're doing um community nights the last one we did was apex that was a big success uh i actually got ethos killed you want to tell people about that that was pretty funny i do not Fair enough. Join the Discord, discord.gg slash GI updates. There will be a link in the description box below. Uh, before we get into the main conversations, freebies for the month of June 2023. Uh, on Xbox, you'll get Adios uh, and you'll get The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. I don't know what any of that shit is. The free games on Xbox are struggling. Uh, on PlayStation, you get a free copy of Trek to Yomi, pretty good game. And then NBA 2K23, which is pretty cool. Just keep in mind, you got to spend another $100 in order to get your character to be decent because everybody's maxed out by now. Uh, without further ado, let's get into these leading conversations. Now, since the last podcast, uh, we talked about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Me and Ethos had a really in-depth conversation, but JG hadn't beaten the game at the time. And I remember Ethos talking about, oh, he wanted to hear JG's take on the whole jedi survivor after he beat it so like what's the update how are you feeling about the game now that you've actually completed one of the few games you actually completed this year 
this <laughs> the emphasis on the few right mm -hmm. uh so i did complete my homework assignment yay i completed my homework assignment so i beat the game um so once i once i ended up getting to the end i mean i'm not i'm not disappointed at the ending the, the ending did not uh did not make me upset in any way i actually i i feel more like you tbh like I think that Cal has really grown on me, especially in this game compared to the first game. Like, I really like the struggles that he had. Um, I had a, you know, it was a little bit of a of a twist at the end with the, I guess the the secondary or, or the real uh, antagonist in there. Uh, and, and I can see how like that that final fight. I was like, yeah, I kind of expected a little bit more from that, just because you know you found out about the the you know quote unquote betrayal or whatever. Um, but I, I understood like the the main antagonist. You know, well, the secondary antagonist struggle um, with that, and you know why he chose to do what he what he did. So, um, and it was also unfortunate that um, you know one of the one of the the mentors ended up you know going away. So, I understand those parts, and and this also makes more sense now when we talked about how they originally wanted you know a black female um, as the main character. You know, now you see what happened. It's like, damn, like y'all actually could have done it. Um, so I, I fully understand that that aspect now, but um, but ethos now that I have beat it and now there are no spoilers. Um, how did you truly feel about? Well, that? Hold, on, hold on, before we even take it even further, I was gonna say I was gonna bring up how do y'all feel about even talking about spoilers? Because I could easily just say I'll put a timestamp on the screen. Just skip to that part if y'all wanna. We wanna talk about spoilers. I think spoiled. I think we're here now. Yeah, we're, we're here now. <laughs> he we're here now. I was like, you kind of you kind of did. I wish I would have warned JD. He kind of spoiled it a little bit, but um, yeah, I'll put we're a timestamp on. I'll put a timestamp on the screen when we get done talking about spoilers. If you haven't beaten Jedi Survivor, but uh, go ahead, Ethos. Go ahead. Before you hear you apologizing that he spoiled, because you're gonna have to do it before that. Yeah. Um. So what are you like? Are you just referring to the ending? Or are you referring to the the black woman thing? Yeah, I think because you uh, said you had like some theories about that. Like I remember you saying in the last episode about oh, like some Yeah. Uh yeah, it was the same thing like we were talking about before that we had to like hi was that I was convinced that Cal's mask um what was it? Uh Seer. yeah, Seer. I was convinced that Seer was originally supposed to be the main character for the Jedi trilogy. Uh and it makes sense based off of like why they gave her like I think she was gonna be obviously not as old, but I think she was gonna be younger, or they were gonna make her be the main character and the story was instead gonna be a focus on a master who survives Order 66 and their Padawan gets turned against them and joins the Inquisition. And then you have to basically go through hell and bag like, you know, suffering with the consequences of your actions, failing your Padawan, that sort of stuff. Kind of like how Obi-Wan felt. I felt like that was gonna be the original like idea for um Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Um, and then with this news, I think they were like, well, we can't have, like, we couldn't, we had to pick Cal Kessis, so we couldn't have Sears main character. But this was kind of a way of them being like, you know, what we wanted to do originally, we have a way of still making it happen, which is when I was like, the part of the game that surprises you reminded me a lot of, um, we were just like, uh, I was making the comparison to Ragnarok, how like they surprise you and you start playing as Atreus. And you're just like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. It's the same with this game. Like no one expected that you'd be playing Seer. And then it shifts the camera to Seer and then you play as her. She's like really powerful. Um, and the other thing I was saying, which is really crazy, is that this game takes place uh, the same year that Obi-Wan, the TV show, happens. I was like, this had to be one of the worst years of, <laughs> of Vader's life. 
Because <laughs> if you think about it, he gets his ass beat by Obi-Wan, and then I don't know which one of these ass whoopings happened first. Basically, he almost comes close to death twice in a row. That could be a uh, comic book, Vader's worst yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I thought of all the years in Anakin's life, just Vader's life. I was like, this has to be the worst. It's like, the, <laughs> here comes Seer, almost beats you to an inch of his life. And, and I see some people try to cap and try to be like, Vader Vader was had her easily. And I was like, no, Vader literally was limping away. Like He won he by plot died. armor. Yeah, he won just because plot armor saved. Like, if that had not been a plot armor, I think Seer would have killed him. Um, so he he won just because he had to live on. But like, he was definitely struggling. He was fighting for his life. Um, and getting, and getting uh, almost killed by books is hilarious. Um, so I got to give Seer credit. Seer is, to be able to fight um, Vader compared to Cal. Cal ran away for his life the first time. but And Seer held their ground against him twice in a row. I mean, that, that gives you a lot of credit in my book. So... Um, yeah, that's that's like my conspiracy. My theory is that like Seer was originally supposed to be the was the original design character, and when they were forced to switch, that they still included her. They just changed her like positioning of where she was in the story. All, mm. all I'm gonna say is the moment where you get to that mission where the camera cuts to Seer and you start playing as her. I literally paused the game on stream and I said she about to die. <laughs> I thought those were not like, damn, they gonna kill her. There's no, there's a, there's gotta be a reason we're yeah. controlling her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I'm gonna kill her. I was like, damn, bro. I didn't think it was gonna be a Vader fight. I thought Cal was gonna fight Vader again. I thought he was gonna uh, get his run, he was gonna get his get back. But I think that's what they're gonna do for the third game. I think the final boss is gonna be Vader. It's so, it, it's, it's like you can't win. It's like you, you can't beat Vader no it's matter so what. It's so interesting, like, playing games like this that are like story driven because like when i was streaming it people were in the chat were like how the fuck are you predicting this and i was like i don't know maybe because i took like creative writing classes like i can tell like i i could tell at the very beginning of the game when you fought the ninth sister she's like you're so angry that was foreshadowing that yeah, he was gonna tap into the daps the dark side or whatever there's always little storytelling cues that you can tell and people are like what the fuck i was like i don't know i was like i, I think she about to die and, but they didn't spoil it for me and then i was right but it was cool there were still some cool plot twists that uh yeah. i didn't i didn't i didn't catch the bowed one but then people were telling me in the beginning i guess he didn't say the force is with you back and i thought about it i was like oh yeah he didn't they foreshadowed that too so i was like sometimes i didn't, I didn't know bode was with I didn't catch that people were trying to act yeah. like oh i knew bode was that was the me. only I hit the I didn't very see beginning that yeah i did not i felt betrayed i really felt fucking pissed that he betrayed us because i was like I was just mad as fuck. I, I was really, I felt like Cal. I think that was like a really good writing because then like you kind of feel the, if, if you didn't see it coming, you kind of feel the same sort of like anger and darkness that Cal feels at that time where he feels like betrayed. And then like you feel, I remember when I had, when you have to fight in the desert, obviously you're supposed to lose it. You can't beat him. But uh, like you definitely feel more angry when you're fighting against him the first time. How'd you feel about uh, yeah. that final boss fight, Jay? What boat? No, I said, uh, I felt like it's a, it was a little bit easy. Like I, I had a harder time fighting with vader uh with sierra to be honest you did play on really Padawan, my bad you oh jesus on, i played on say, Padawan. Bone was harder than i did not was, play all, I, why does this I nigga keep saying i play on Padawan? i did not he's got to deflect vader Padawan. <laughs> any any anywho no the first the first bowl fight was was difficult but then it no once after that first fight then i kind of found him out so so it wasn't that hard that second i mean the second phase with bowl like it, it gave me a couple of problems but um, but I still didn't find it the difficult. I actually I died more um, on the Vader fight. That that I thought the final fight with Bode was fucking hard, at least on Grandmaster, because like he could literally hard. zip across the fucking map and grab, grab you. you. It was bullshit. Yeah. I definitely got grabbed like almost every time. I it was yeah. hard, so hard to to um, to block that or dodge past it. So I'm um. So what did um what did they spoil? What did they spoil in your chat, T bitch? 
Yeah, they spoiled Bode for me. Uh, betraying. Like, oh, yeah, I knew oh, it was okay. gonna happen halfway, but by the that shit kind of pissed me off because I didn't see it coming, so it kind of ruined it. And then also, like, it was kind of pissed me off too. With like, this is like a more funnier one, but literally, I was in the level where you meet uh, Rick the Door Technician. Uh, mm -hmm. And somebody comes in the chat and they say, yo, did you fight the secret boss, Rick, the door technician? I walk through the door and he appears. Yeah, I said, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that was supposed to be like a funny, cool moment. I like, yeah. I, I know you see where I'm at in the game. Like, God yeah. damn, dude. I did the um, same. Well, I just played it offline. And when I got to that part, um, it opened up and I was like, what? I, I like, I kind of was like surprised. I was just like, wait, what? And, and I ran at him and I was like, all right, this must be some crazy boss fight. And I one shot him. And then like, I have, I have the video recorded and it's just me just stopping and just staring and be like, what, what was there, like, what just happened? So I liked it. It was a funny joke. So, yeah. yeah. Let us know um in the comment section. Cause I don't think we've ever actually done this before. Do y'all like, like the spoiler cast where like the next episode we talk about like actual things that happened in the game as long as we have like a little timestamp let us know if y'all like that shit in the comment section we could definitely do yeah. that more I'm, um, I'm sad though because the game is glitched for me so after i ended up beating the game i can't do all of my bounties now because the game is still broken whatever the latest patch is they broke the game and i literally cannot find like if i go to the areas where the bounties are supposed to be they're not there sure and it's a known glitch huh sure you didn't already do them Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm sure. Are you, I'm sure. Are you sure you're doing it the right tier way? Like you have to do the bottom ones first. Like you can't go to later ones without clearing the bottom ones first. Correct. Yeah. Oh, and I, I was literally looking at all the people um, in the comments, and they were saying the same thing. They were like, after that latest patch, they can only get eleven bounties. Could I beat like the first, um, the first main bounty, like the first main guy? I beat him, but I can't do the rest. They just long, don't show up. As long as we're still in this COVID era where game development is still a little shaky, people are still making games remote, just get an Xbox. Play your multi-plats on the Xbox, Jay. You want to be hard-headed. I'm not getting the Xbox and play multi-plats. You, you, no. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is what it is. Oh, uh, I wish developers would do more of this, too. Let me bring this up on... Um, uh, so, Respawn actually released an interesting stat for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, most popular lightsaber color people use was white um so game difficulty played story mode 14 people 14 percent of people played on uh very easy uh 15 on easy normal 52 percent then hard 14 and then only four percent of people beat the game on jedi grandmaster which is the hardest so i'm in a big four percent just wanted to brag about that but more interesting I wanted to bring up this stat because 30% of people played on easy or very easy and 52% played on normal. Yet you all were in my chat trying to tell me how to play the game. 80% of you people played this game on normal or lower. Please stop giving people advice to play games on hard. It's not the same uh, thing. But more interesting though, 489 people were defeated by Rick the Door Technician. What's that doing for you, Ethos? <laughs> for those of you who don't know that, I didn't even know that. That's... Yep, the, over That's... 400 people died to this motherfucker. How is that possible? Like, maybe they're all low health. They ran out of, like, heals. There's no maybe, way. But this, this, proves, no this proves how bad some people are at games. Because friendly reminder, 30% of people played on easy or very easy. 
So like, I wish you would tell us like what difficulty mode they were on that died to Rick. No, because let me tell you something. Yeah, that would be an even deeper dive stat. I would love. Yeah, to that would be something I would want Grandmaster, on Grandmaster, it didn't matter. I just want the minions are still easy to chop up. He's still a one shot, isn't he? Yeah, he's still a one shot. I one shot. No matter what, no matter what, yeah. That's crazy. And then over nine million people got killed by Rancors, which is believable. Uh, did y'all yeah, do that double Rancor boss fight, the secret one? Yep. Yeah, double Rancor? I don't I don't remember. I almost, yeah, I almost. Double Rancor. There's, a, there's a double Rancor secret boss fight. It's on the first planet. It's like hidden in a corner. And like you got to go through like one of those little teleporters. On Grandmaster, I was, uh, yeah, I almost lost it. That was the hardest boss fight probably in the game. It was, it was no fun. <laughs> I fought, I fought two Rancors, like the first, yeah, I fought two of them, but I don't think I, I saw At the same Rancor. time. Yeah, it's a trial. Yeah. It's a trial. Ah, uh, uh, okay. And I fought the frogs. I did double frogs, and that was excruciatingly difficult. But the double Rancors, yeah, damn. I double frogs is actually easy to me, because you can uh, mind control them, depending on how you I didn't have them. that yet. Yeah. I didn't have that yet. I fought, I fought them before I even had that ability, so I was a, yeah. It was I mean, the funny thing is, which I thought was funny, when I was telling Ace, when Ace was getting mad about it, I was like, Ace, are you, are you, like, using the force against them? And he was like, it's like, it doesn't affect them. I was like, no, Ace, it was in the first game. Um, if when they stick their tongue out trying to, like, lick you, if you force grab it, you can literally stun them. Um, when their tongue goes out, like there's a whole thing you can do to like stun them. And it was like, oh, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, it probably. A lot of it's just like testing mechanics and then you realize some things aren't as hard as you thought they were. Mm. So, there you go. Free advice for anybody that's still trying to fight the frog. That's use the really force. Use the, it's like use a Star Wars force. game or something. Yeah, use the force, Luke. Um, moving on to the big game since the last podcast to release, Street Fighter Six. Not technically the sixth entry in the game; it's really like the millionth, but it's the sixth in the main line of the series. Um, introduced three new characters: Kimberly, Luke, and Manon. Um, I, I believe it's a sixteen-man roster total. A lot of characters got reworks, new controls. You have classic, modern, and then basically dynamic, which is basically just press buttons and that shit will do combos um modern controls they change things to where instead of six button output it's a four button output and then classic is classic with the the classic six there's a new story mode with world tour where you can create your own character you got online play you could play street fighter 2 as well as um is it is it third strike i, I don't want to say that but you could definitely play street fighter 2 inside of the online a lot of content basically there's a lot of content in it um i know you're a big fgc fan you watch a lot of the tournaments uh jg how are we feeling about street fighter 6 i'm loving street fighter 6 and it, this has really been the basic sentiment from the majority of fighting game fans and the fgc as a whole i don't know what they did with street fighter 5 like i wouldn't say that it was terrible but i think that some of the mechanics that they introduced turned a lot of people off and me as a street fighter fan watching uh for street fighter has always been super difficult for me to get into because they really want you to be super precise and on point with your timing uh with the lot of the moves that you execute and the combo that you execute and people have found some crazy strings like they always do but with street fighter 6 with these modern controls i feel like not only myself but a lot more people who feel like you need to put excruciatingly um you know a, a really big number of hours to really get good at a fighter i feel like they can have an, an easier time with those modern controls like i am a modern control advocate i'm sorry um but i love it because again i always used to struggle with putting in uh input like of course i could do a freaking hadouken i could do a freaking shoryuken but 
um getting those moves together along with other combos that again the timing is so difficult it's so it's so unnerving for like a regular person who hasn't taken all of that time or doesn't have a lot of time to play these fighting games now with monitor controls it makes it so much easier to like basically compete because like if you don't put in those hours and, and get these streams together and go through training mode a lot of times you just can't compete in the street fighter but now you can and now i feel like i can actually compete um because not only can i do you know one button to do combos but now i can i can still put things together with the dynamic control so i can still do everything manually if i want to and i think that's the greatest thing because i didn't know that you could do that i thought it was really picking either or but you can still do regular moves with the regular controls and i've heard some fgc fans um um some professionals actually use the modern controls if and, and yeah and and it actually you know it works for them they said that they enjoy it so i think that uh capcom did an amazing job with introducing the modern controls um so far the game is smooth um little to no problems but unfortunately uh the one problem that they still have is the game is still it came out unfinished because the custom lobbies are not available yet um you cannot make custom lobbies they dropped so. a patch i was told last night that it works now I would have to check, but last night it definitely did not work. Um, you have to go into the hub as a workaround if you wanted to play with your friends, and they do have a ton of lobbies there for each region, so it's a, it's a lot of lobbies to play in, but still, uh, for that being a workaround um, in the beginning, and the you know one of the original features weren't working at first, it was it was kind of disheartening. But if it's working now, then I'll you know I'll I'll walk that back. Um, but I mean, I love the characters. The characters are nice too. Um, so I, I mean, I'm really enjoying Street Fighter Six. I'm, I'm really enjoying Street Fighter Six, and and I feel myself playing the game a lot longer just because now I feel like I can I can truly compete um, with the modern controls. So what you're trying to tell me here, uh, Jay, is you are in fact modern controls. What do you have to say for the people that say you're less than in terms of a fighting game fan? Like you're a, you're less than of a player. You're not a real fighting game fan. How do you feel about that? I mean we just literally said that fighting game professionals also use body control so i mean if they're also adopting it then you can't say anything about me who doesn't even compete so whatever yeah. i mean at the end of the day you still have to you still have to go against somebody else on the other end so whether they're playing with modern controls or classic controls if you get your ass beat you get your ass beat so yeah the only people i see really complaining about this are niggas that drown in pools like uh top tier players are gonna adapt whether it's classic or modern uh so like all this does is it shortens the gap between beginners and like maybe like intermediate players but like those who are winning tournaments they're not gonna give a fuck what you're using because they're gonna adapt to any type of situation so i don't even understand what the big deal is like when i was streaming a couple people came in they're like you're not a real gamer i'm like bro i was on i was on an eight game win streak and ranked you're not a real i was like i don't know sure beating all these niggas is doing all these goofy ass combos and it's because i understand the fundamentals of fighting games with you know anti-airs footsies and all this other shit but i just don't want to sit there and be in the lab fucking learning all these goddamn combos and then also my, uh I, I like classic controls on some of the other characters uh like marissa and then like ryu and ken but then like for zangief i preferred to play modern because he's already at a disadvantage being a grappler like it's already hard to get in on the inside so like why would i want to sit there and struggle with all these fucking quarter circle inputs and shit when i can just 
hit a damn button to grab your ass like if you're really that good then don't get dunked bitch and you're just mad you're getting fucking dunked so i'm having a lot of fucking fun i'm having a lot of fun with this game um to circle back uh in terms of like the package as a whole i feel like this game is like one giant um apology for street fighter 5 street fighter 5 was so bare minimum for those of you who don't remember it literally i don't even think it had an arcade mode at launch this shit basically has two story modes you got the world tour and then arcade where like if you play through it, it'll give you like cutscenes and stuff like that um the online it's it's i played a little bit more than jay i would say it's if i had to give it out of a 10 it's like an eight like it's not perfect like i've i've gotten to some laggy matches but it's far better than street fighter 5 and it's very much playable it is good but you are going to run into some wi-fi warriors like the best thing you can do is try to set it to a four or five bar um i like every single character on the cast uh i was like i've had this game early for like the past few weeks and like i was telling them i was like i don't think it would win game of the year but i think it should get nominee for game of the year for the simple fact that it is even with modern controls it's still hard to play for like at a high level so i like it's gonna turn like some people off and that for that reason i don't think it'll ever win like a game of the year but i think it should be nominated like it's that good with the amount of content that's in it and the fact that it's crossplay. did we bring up crossplay? no it's crossplay yo yeah we was playing with all different types of people in lobbies uh yesterday it doesn't matter what you are on everybody can play together and they have a shit ton of, like we scrolled down it was like hundreds and hundreds of lobbies that you can hop in and so if one is crowded um you you shouldn't have an issue finding any uh games did you get a chance to play any street fighter ethos no i did not what's your take on it watching besides when you were trolling me watching my elite gameplay what's your take on it oh, just I'm from sure. the outside looking in mm-hmm. uh it's very horny what does that mean <laughs> there's a lot of uh horniness some fan i'm seeing i'm feeling a lot of fan service in the game uh when you find it um what's her name what was the one that was pissing you off oh she got, like, yeah, yeah. When, I was, when she did that certain kick and stuff when it was slow i was like there's uh yeah so very they, horny they, they definitely be doing it with um it's definitely Kimberly. some Kimberly be bending over in the camera and shit. Kimberly, like uh, Chung Lee, uh, Jury. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, mm, okay. there's definitely fan service. You can you can yeah, comment on really Chung Lee's thighs in the story, and, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's a source of my pride. I, it's it's my discipline. Oh, you should be proud. Freaking thunder thighs. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think it's here to stay. Uh, it got that million dollar prize pool, so Street Fighter players are not fast fighting game this year or do you think mortal Kombat or tekken might be better well tekken players gotta wait so i don't know um, it's not the game, if you, don't, if you don't leave them alone bro. leave them alone i'm talking about strictly the game do you think tekken 8 could still be better than this uh yeah it's possible i, lo- I love tekken 2 what about what about the new mortal Kombat? i, mean, I think mortal Kombat has a better chance than uh than tekken like tekken. i i just feel like tekken's kind of like that third it's always kind of been in third place in terms of like fgc uh popularity I feel like Street Fighter's number one than than the, the Nether Realm games, but okay. I could be wrong. And even yeah, that I third agree. place is interchangeable because, like, if something else comes along, like Dragon Ball Fighters two or like a new Soul Calibur, it could overtake Tekken. So it's like it's honestly it's like a week three, and that makes sense for why a lot of Tekken players are broke. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, bro, he he won't quit uh, those. He won't quit. You think you think this game will be a combo breaker? It's got right. <laughs> well, well, combo breaker is already passed. Oh. So, who, be there who, won, who won? Who won? Who won the Tekken tournament at combo breaker? Oh, somebody who's not even from here, from Pakistan, Arlen Ash. 
That's yeah, all the Nash one. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh, how you feel about the actual story mode? I feel like we didn't even really like touch on that. So like for those unaware, there's a new open world story mode, and I think it, they put this in there to kind of usher in uh casuals and you literally get to run around with your created character um it kind of reminds me of like xenoverse because you get into like this is the first street fighter game where you actually get into street fighting because literally like npcs will run up on you and try to fight you and you grind your character you get xp and then you can use those ability those points to um buy new abilities and get new masters so like you could choose chun li as your master and you can learn her moves and you can create your own kind of like um what, what's the the me shit like your own little custom fighter the you can, fighter you can yeah. take them online and uh actually do that and you can literally fight anybody in the world how you feel about the story mojo I, mean, I think it's pretty cool somebody actually sent me an article i think it was a kotaku article and they said that the world tour mode was like a uh, glorified yakuza and i just laughed i was like okay i was like i can i can see the aspects but i think more um of your example is more like a xenoverse i don't i don't think it's like yakuza at all because i don't think the story is going to get that deep i mean i may be surprised as i continue going through the line but it really is just leveling your character up getting into street fights uh getting new abilities getting new gear so um i mean if it has some sort of like deep intricate story that nobody is aware of then I, again i would be surprised but i don't think it's like that but it's cool though like i think it's i think it's a a, a breath of fresh air for someone who just doesn't want to get sweaty in ranked matches and doesn't want to go into the arcade and just go through that you know just regular bare bones story mode like it's something different that they came up with so i i see myself playing it you know when i just want to take a break away from you know ranked matches or running sets with y'all which is important by the way uh fgc sweats making sure you have a casual audience because if you implement features like this uh and are more welcoming even with like the controls it, more people are going to watch your tournaments which is going to generate more money rising tides raise all ships so it's a good thing like uh these people that are like gatekeeping and being elitist about these fighting games you're just making this is why the tekken community is broke because you guys don't have features like this. You don't have features like this. You need to have the casual audience there. It keeps the game alive. It keeps it float. And who knows? It might inspire somebody. Might start off with the easier controls or the story mode, and it might inspire them to get into the classic. That's the goal to convert people over. But if you don't have something to ease people in, if they just hop in on the game and it's like sweaty as fuck all the time, why would that? Why would that grow the community? And I, I would hope that your goal is to grow the community. Uh, so we can increase the pot sizes for all games because like i said rising tides raise all ships yeah street fighter 6 good game yeah you done man are you are you just going to be on the on the tekken haiti wave just because of how the, how the fgc community was i might i might i don't know y'all be all right tekken community not really i mean y'all be all right if i get a job but i don't know uh let's see let's talk about another game uh outlast trials this is the brand new game. It's the third one in the series. JG thought that there were like a million of them. I'm like, no, that's that's Five Nights at Freddy. Uh, the Outlast Trials is a survival horror game. Um, and this one, what's different about this one is this one is co-op. So you basically can hop into it with a friend, bunch of crazy, wacky people trying to kill you. You have to solve puzzles and escape and try to figure out what's going on in this crazy, kooky world. Um, fun fact, the person that put us onto this game, well, I had heard about it, but the one who really pushed us to play it was Ethos. He didn't get a chance to play it uh, with us because he was busy, but me and JG got to play it. Um, this is one of the best reviewed games on Steam right now. People who love survival horror are really fucking with this game. How about you, Jay? Are you fucking with uh, the Outlast Trials after we played it together? 
No, and I was originally ready to blame you because you were like, hey, let's play the game. So I thought that you were the one who suggested this. But now that you said that Ethos suggested this, now Ethos is on trial because he made us play this. And we both collectively... Dude, you said we needed a co-op Hey, you said we, we needed a co-op game. I'm happy you admitted it. I'm happy you admitted it because JG I, really I, thought never, I did this. I never, I, I never took blame away from saying that i didn't recommend it but y'all said y'all needed a co-op game i went i did some research and i was like this game upcoming has a lot of interest and hype i put it on the giveaway list and it didn't get giveaway uh giveaway selected because i think that was when jedi survivor came out but i saw the game come out i watched a couple of reviews and a lot of people gave it glowing praise so i was like all right it must be good i know is this is a game y'all don't like don't mean the game bad just mean y'all don't like it's not y'all type of game oh i don't think it's bad it's not for me yeah i just it's just not for y'all I, I i you know it is what it is i, I didn't play it you know i would never trash a game yeah, yeah i I, it, it wasn't I know you're me. i know there's some stealth elements in it so i know that might be why you don't like it but i, I, I well no it was just it, there's a difference between you know stealth it. stealth and you know having to get away and like just not being able to defend yourself at all and that's what outlast is like you get caught by somebody you have to run like there's really no way to fight like you could throw a brick at some people if you have a brick or something but like i i just find it was the same rinse and repeat like it's the same outlast you just have co-op elements now and like you had perks and stuff i was like why are we adding all of these nonsensical elements into this game like it's just it's really not for me because i was never outlast fan in the first place like i think somebody bought outlast the original outlast for me way back when it uh when that game came out and i barely played it i think i played it for like an hour and then i never played it again i just not a a, a horror game type of fan and i thought that we were going to have a little bit more fun i thought we were uh, going to be able to defend ourselves a little bit more i know that with the perks it makes it a little bit easier so that you can defend yourself but it was really the same stuff like i just was not into it at all like even playing with somebody else yeah i'm i'm not into it it's not my type of game for the simple fact like just the mechanics are kind of boring to me it's you just run around you hide in a locker uh this one now you can hide in a locker with a friend okay uh what's the name there's puzzles that you can solve with your friends to like get out of like situations and i felt like the puzzles lasted way too long and then there wasn't enough variety in them it was like go to one room do this then go to another room and do the same exact thing and i'm just like by the time we did it i think like a third time in a row i turned it off and refunded it i'm like yeah i'm good off of this like i was like what part is supposed to be fun and then on top of that for me the reason this game is not for me is because i play video games to indulge in a power fantasy like, I don't want to play a game where I have to play as a bitch-ass helpless nigga, bro. So, like, why the fuck would I do it? Like, and then, and then on top of that, it's not scary. All the jump scares are, like, super predictable. That's another reason I'm not into horror games like that. And, like, it's hard for me, I feel like, to talk about this stuff because, like, when you stream it, people in the chat swear, like, I'm trying to be cool. And I'm like, yo, this shit is legitimately not scary to me. Like, I don't understand what part is supposed to be scary. Like, nigga, you ever been pulled up by, by the police? Like, that's scary to me. So, like, running away from a half-naked nigga with a butter knife, I don't get what's like, oh, he's gonna get it. It's like getting chased by the grease-stuffed deaf guy. You're never gonna get, oh, he might get you. Oh, there's some blood on the wall. Like, what is scary about this? I don't get it. I, I legitimately, I feel like I'm out of touch, and it's not for me. But does that mean it's a bad game? No. 100%. I can say that it is well-produced. Like, graphically, it looks good. It ran well. Um mechanically it was sound it's just the gameplay is not for me but for people that like to i don't know get hogtied during sex or something like that that like like to feel helpless you might like this game you might like this game 
motherfuckers in the BDSM. Yeah, that was a joke, by the way. Don't take that seriously. Like, what? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> get mad about that shit, man. But it's just not for me, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so, like, right around the one hour, 45-minute mark, I don't really like to play with a two-hour mark on Steam because for those of you unaware, within, if you don't have more than two two hours on a game, you can refund it. No no questions asked on Steam. Right around one hour, 45-minute, I didn't really want to play with the, the clock, so I just went ahead and just turned the game off. Just got a refund. Didn't make a big hoopla. Didn't yell. I just said, uh, it's not for me. You know, uh, I was just more disappointed that Ethos was really trying to push us to play and he didn't even show up. I didn't. I was busy. Maybe he could have gave a counter opinion to ours. Nope. I believe y'all. Both of y'all said it's not fun. but I'll take your word for it. It's for not mm. wasting my time. It's fun to somebody because it's like at a 90-something percent on stage. Yeah, it's, it's a very positive game. That's why I'm very shocked that, yeah, just ended up not being fun for you. Yeah, like I said, it just ended up being the same thing. Like, it was it was the same outlast, but you had, I guess, more um, more puzzles to do. And, and like I said, it just had co-op elements now. But it really wasn't a, a true difference, or at least from what I know and what I can tell from the original outlast that I played. And it is what it is. But if you like survival, survival horror games um, and you want something to play with your friends, this might be for you. It's just one of those things that's not for us. And that's okay. Having differing opinions is okay. What's not okay is needing that Tekken money because just get a fucking job. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, <laughs> uh, we're not talking about Diablo 4 on the show. Um, at the time of this recording, um the game came out yesterday but the thing is it came out in early access so you had to buy the deluxe version um and ethos and jg were adamant about about not buying the deluxe version so the 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 base game doesn't release till next week so on the next podcast we'll talk about diablo 4 um i didn't get a chance to play it either i have the deluxe but i've been playing i didn't expect to be playing so much street fighter so we've been heavy on it we're gonna move on to the news section of the show so next show we'll talk diablo 4 uh moving on to the new side of things since the last podcast we had the big playstation showcase this was supposed to be one where they revealed a lot of different things and they did they did uh most of it was multi-plats but they did reveal stuff so some of the reveals include a remake of metal gear solid snake eater the third one um marathon which is a first person shooter by bungie it's their first first person shooter they ever made i guess it's like a reboot or something like that um, some Destiny DLC, more Street Fighter. Um, we got Project Q, um, Alan Wake 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, but the big thing was Spider-Man 2 that they showed off. Um, was there anything in this showcase that impressed you? How would you rate it, Ethos? Missed it. Busy. Oh, so I, I watched some of it post. I'll like little clips here and there. I thought Spider-Man looked cool. Um, people complaining about water or something again so some stupid thing we had puddle gate again yeah we had a puddle gate about like them swimming didn't look real with the water physics or i don't know some stupid i missed Mm. that one they were also complaining about the uh city of new york looking the same why would it like why would it look different because apparently every gamer now is like very hypercritical about things and it's it, it's funny because this is a recurring theme with mainly sony fans because we talked about horizon having the same animations right mm-hmm. and god of war having the same animations but 
now we're shifting to spider-man 2 because he's in the same world and somebody also even brought up some fake news and they were showing a like low-res image of spider-man 2 and they were like well look at this look at this graphical leap it wasn't really a graphical leap i'm like this is getting ridiculous now like i don't know who put sticks up y'all asses but like why are we complaining about like little things like do you are you going to enjoy the game or not you know you're going to pick it up so why are you complaining about like these these small minute details and and things that you don't know or don't understand about game development like ethos has had this conversation before when we talked about horizon like this is just dumb at this point like you guys are trolling for clicks because i can't i can't seriously believe that you all are complaining about stuff like this yeah you said sony fans think they're game developers they always apparently that's crazy um i saw a lot of people saying that the showcase was uh it was ass i i disagree i i thought it was okay like i give it like a c plus like i thought spider-man 2 looked cool um i never played the original um alan wake but alan wake what they showed for the second one like the destruction and the lighting like the atmosphere of it i thought it looked real cool um what was that uh that samurai game phantom blade i think it was called phantom too? blade that was my favorite game that they showed it looked really good too um i'm trying to think what else um marathon i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and it's bungee i'm not gonna get super excited about it but it's like i'm gonna keep my eye on it because i mean they tend to make decent games i mean they're known for shooters um i I wasn't blown away but i thought it was cool i thought it was cool that you could switch between miles and peter at any time and then we got to look at the symbiote um the pacing the the action in the story i thought the visuals looked next gen with the lighting and the textures and shit like that especially with how fast the game was actually moving uh with everything going on in the screen i thought it looked next gen it looked good to me i was like damn craven the hunter um and then on top of that they didn't do a lot of talking they just showed games i thought they showed a lot of variety of games now whether or not they're for you i don't know but they're for somebody so I was like i give it like a c plus it was all right it was all right too as well you said what alan wake what about alan wake 2 i'm excited for it. oh yeah Sit up on your mic. You're kind of cutting out a little bit. Sorry, I was I was talking very low. I was gonna say Alan Wake too. Is I'm really excited for. Yeah. Wait. Well, I never played the original Alan Wake. What made the game so special? Play it. Play it. I think you like it. It's it not was. a scary game. It just it's a it's a, it's a thriller. It's I'm not a pussy horror anyways, game. So. It's not a horror game, but it's not like a game where it's like um. Well, mm, I don't know. You didn't like Control. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Control. You might. I'd say give it a shot. To it's, be fair though. To be fair though. One of the issues. Maybe if I go back and play it now, one of the things, the reasons I didn't like Control is because when it came out, that game was buggy, and I ran into multiple game breaking breaking uh, glitches, and I turned it off because of that. Yeah, you you might like Alan Wake. I know JG would like Alan Wake. I think JG should definitely. Like it. But um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a survival game, but uh, it's more of a thriller. I'd say it's less like airy in your face. Uh, it does have some moments where it's like a little bit like fast paced where you're just like, you know, oh God, oh God, oh God. But like, um, it's not really trying to like jump scare you or anything like that or like uh, torture you. It's more of a, it's a story of a guy named Alan Wake who's a writer and his wife ends up disappearing while he's like off at a lake house trying to uh, write out his book. He's like has a writer block. And then basically the people of the town turn into these like shadow entities and they start attacking him and like the town starts it's kind of like silent hill where it's like you know how there's like the regular town and there's the upside down version of it kind of like that and you have to fight them off with like a flashlight so you use the flashlight to like break their shadows and then you shoot them with guns and stuff uh, it, it was pretty cool it, again it was a game that came out around the time mass effect one came out. so it's an older game but i think they remastered it recently but i did yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna say you like it i don't know if you'd like it tbh because again you didn't like control but 
uh if you do if you are interested in two i i would give it a shot i feel like if i'm gonna play that i'd rather wait till like right around the time alan wake 2 is gonna come out so. yeah like so I guess it's well, like fresh you have, to play. you have alan wake one and then you have uh i'd start playing it now because you have alan wake one and then you have the there's a dlc called nightmare or something that takes place after the events of the first one it's like a really short dlc but you need that because it connects between one and two and then actually you have to play control because Control basically, which was a cool Easter egg, they basically confirmed that Control takes place in the same universe as Alan Wake. And there's actually references to Alan Wake inside of Control that are going to apparently play a role in Alan Wake 2. And then uh, I could be wrong. I have to check the trailer again, but I think there's a new character. I think it's like a black woman, I think, that's in the game now. Um, and I think she has a tie to the... Um, Does this take place in the same world as Quantum Break? That we do not know. I don't think so, because I don't think I or read anything that said it was like quantum break but i know it is like 100 percent confirmed because one of the control dlcs like there's actually like alan wake um like uh his whatever was going on with his world like it's actually like noted as like a a um an oddity within the world of control which is what they try to solve so it's it's definitely 100 percent confirmed those two games are, are connected to each other um but i think uh the other one is a little bit more i don't know yet mm-hmm. um yeah. What's the name? Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, one of the big things that was an announcement out of the PlayStation Showcase is the rumors were actually true that, not Nintendo, but Sony is working on their hand on handheld peripheral. Right now it's called Project Q, which is a working title. It's not gonna be the final name. Um, and the unfortunate reality about Project Q, at least in my opinion, is the rumors that we've been hearing are true. This is not a successor to the PS Vita or the PSP. This is not a handheld, but instead it's not even a streaming device. It's a mirroring device. So what this thing can do uh, is basically is if you have a PS5 and you don't want to play on TV or you can't, let's say like you only have, and this is the only like use case I could think of this would be useful for. You have a PS5 and like, let's say like, I don't know, the wife and kids want to watch a Disney movie and you want to play God of War, you can stream your PS5 to the project q but the thing is like it's all based off the ps5 there's no streaming from the freaking cloud um and then rumors are coming out that people have got their hands on this and the battery only lasts three hours on this uh would y'all buy a project q and how much would you pay for it hell no Unless absolutely that is under a hundred dollars nope uh I, I i said the only way this can succeed is if yeah it's like 80 bucks but then I went and I was like, how much does a PS5 controller cost? A uh, PS5 controller costs $70, dog. And this yeah. thing has a PS5 controller with a screen in the middle. So I was like, I think this is going to be like 200 plus. If it is, it's DOA. No. Uh, you yeah. can't even use it outside your house, right? Like, no. You have to it's literally just mirrors the PS5. Completely. So if I was connected to another Wi-Fi somewhere, like, let's say like I'm at your house, right? And I connect to your Wi-Fi. Is there a way that I can connect to my PS5 from like across the United States or no? that i don't know i don't know what the range is on, on that um do you think that would be worth it if you could no because i can do that on steam deck i was like you can do that from your phone too by the way keep yeah. in mind you can do this all from your phone and you just do it with all their remote play thing Maybe yeah it's, it's remote play, play. Yeah. yeah but strictly for the ps5 so yeah. i'm like yeah yeah so you know if you want that you know it's coming it's coming that's something to look out for but yeah that was the sony uh showcase 
Uh, more Wait, so. man, we're not gonna talk about foam stars, bro. That was that was a game that sold the show. Nigga, shut up. What's the name? Uh, I'm serious, <laughs> man. You uh, hold on, hold on. Let me bring. With, let me. Matter of fact, foam. since you want to be funny, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up the trailer. Foam stars on YouTube. Go ahead, JG. Tell the people about nah, foam man. stars. No, nah, I saw some people. They say that they enjoyed it. Nah, it's all seriousness. I'm. I have no clue why why this game is coming out. It literally is Splatoon, but instead of using paint, you're using foam. You're using different color foam. And I was like, all right, this is this is what the streets truly needed. This is what the streets truly needed was a was another Splatoon, you know, like game, but it's not on Nintendo. Now you can play it on PlayStation. So there you go. For all the Splatoon fans that did not have a Nintendo Switch, now you can play something like it. But now you're using foam. How are you a Splatoon fan if you don't got a Switch? I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, maybe some people wanted to play it, but they don't have a Switch, is what I was what saying. That, uh, is it fun? I've never played Splatoon. I, I never really found it fun. I've Wait, never wanted it. to be a Squid Kid. Um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for Dragon's Dogma. I was a huge oh, fan. Oh, I forgot about that. that. Yeah, that, that was another good. good. Dragon's Dogma I never too, played Dragon's yeah, Dogma, right. but that, that, game, game. that game looked good. Yeah, that's am excited for that. I'm like going to quick because of some of the stuff I've missed. Uh, that uh, fair game looks cool too, the heist game. That looks cool. Uh, I was I was kind of mad on that when I saw the trailer, but I mean it has potential. Um, yeah, off that. And Ghost Runner two. Ghost Runner two. Yeah, yeah. See, see. The first one, but yeah. See, there were games, and I'm like, did we watch? Like, I I honestly feel like it gets to it's getting to the point where like motherfuckers really just be saying shit for impressions. Like that was not the worst thing I ever saw. I saw I counted seven games I was interested in uh in that in that showcase oh wow now if you want to make the argument there's a lack of exclusives that's fair but if we're just strictly talking about games i was like i saw games to play i was like i don't know foam stars wasn't one of them but you know i mean assassin's creed assassin's creed got announced during that during the showcase yeah and it looks like they're really putting that emphasis on stealth it looks like the rumors are true so it's looking pretty fun it's looking pretty fun we definitely want to see that jg playthrough no um, boy. <laughs> are you aren't you excited for the in Metal Gear? Um, yes. I never I played am, Metal Gear right. like that. I thought, so. I thought JG wasn't JG in Metal Gear. I thought you were a fan. Absolutely, of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Snake Eater was by far my favorite. So yeah, I know I was excited about so that. Let me ask you. I, I just wanted to make sure that it was a remake, and they said that, that yes, because I, I mean, I want it to be like a true remake, not a remaster. So, uh, so I don't know if you saw there's an article before you go. There was an article that came out. And I want to see if this bothers you because you're a fan. Um, this remake will not. Yeah, okay. The remake doesn't include new audio. Apparently, it's the original audio. Does that bother you? Oh, no. I was going to bring something else up. Oh. Yeah. Well, into that, guys, I was going to bring up. So, you know how a lot of people were like, fuck Konami, you know, for doing dirty to Kojima. So, mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely going to be a boycott involved with this game because obviously, like, what if they hoe Kojima? They don't put his name on it or anything like that. Or uh, obviously, Kojima's not involved with this all. Is it still fuck Konami? You guys are not going to support this shit because the way they hope uh, Kojima or y'all just is the community just over it like it was just like a one time like just upset shit now people don't care because they got a remake three I mean I I have no dog in that race like I'm not a I'm not a Kojima stan so I mean it is messed up what they did have you have you never heard of that saying, sir? I swear this guy is so uncultured he's so uncultured I've heard I don't have a horse in this race like dog what I have, yeah, I have no horse in this race, a dog in this race, so you can use both of them interchangeable because you race dogs and horses. All right, I have no appa in this race. How about that? Yep, yep. Just got. Anyways, <laughs> back to you, Ethos. I'm talking to you, Ethos. 
why uh, am I here? <laughs> yeah, I, I did see the tweets that yeah, there was a lot of people that were upset um, about the Kojima thing. But like I said, I I don't I don't have any any stock in. What well, do in, you think? Uh, do you think going they're on. gonna try some shit like with like um do you think they're gonna try some shit like with like how like people are like upset about hogwarts like do you think they were gonna be like we gotta boycott this and if you buy this game you're you're hurting devs until you're, you're you know like do you think that type of thing is gonna happen or do you think um, you're just gonna be like oh it was so long ago i don't care he has death stranding now like i said that, that this was gonna be interesting because i don't know i don't know if kojima has a strong fan base like i don't know how big his his fan base and his reach spans. So I mean, wouldn't I don't you know say this whole game is just for his fan base? Like, do you really think people who don't care about Metal Gear are even going to play this because they haven't played any of the other Metal Gears? Nah, I don't. I don't think that a, a newcomer's ever played Metal Gear before. We get into it. Yeah. So I mean, it would be strictly for like the the Metal fans. Gear fans, which would I guess essentially span to Kojima fans because it's his it's yeah, his baby so, i mean maybe i mean i think i think some people will try it i think they'll they'll try to rile some people up but i, I think overall it's not going to do anything like I, it, it's rare that a boycott actually works like we've seen this already <laughs> literally, literally just mention hogwarts like it, it just doesn't work people like don't you, care. Can, you can start something up, but it, it ultimately doesn't work like you're going to buy what you're going to buy and you want to like what you're going to like regardless of what people say about it like you're it, it, you know regardless of how how they feel um you know you, you're going to make your own decision so i mean it, it's possible that they'll try i don't think so i don't think there's gonna be another hogwarts situation um whenever this comes out i think people are just gonna play it regardless but but again it's just gonna be that that uh minority that will say hey like if you don't put kojima's name on it or if kojima had nothing to do with it then i'm not gonna play it or i'm not gonna support it what's the name i never played metal gear uh like that so like and i'm from my understanding snake eater is like the best one right like to a lot of to people. a lot of people, yeah. They record it. The yeah, so yeah. I was like, they making a remake. This might be a good place to jump in, depending on how the. Re- I would wait to see the reviews. Like, is it a good remake? Because keep in mind, just because it's a remake, don't mean it's gonna be good. They could fuck it up. It could be a bunch of glitches and bugs. It could look ugly. There's already reports that they're reusing old tell you, audio. Doesn't, doesn't look ugly. <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. True, like, true, true, did, true. It trailer did look amazing. It um, looks but good, yeah, it could, yeah. It, it could be like Dead Space because yeah, everybody yeah, could was be like, a Dead Space. Yeah, would. Yeah, end up being. What's I mean, not this basically the Calypso protocol. Yeah, Calypso protocol. Yeah, you're trying to make their own stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Um, I I think Kojima will be okay. I don't like if there is a boycott. I think Kojima will be okay. Like, okay, um, what if what if what if let's say let's say Kojima speaks up? I I feel like he's more reserved. I don't feel like Kojima would like active. I don't think I'd be shocked if I wake up one day and he tweets and says, uh, I don't support. I'm not part of this Metal Gear Solid game and I don't support it or whatever it is. Like if he like publicly said it. Um, but let's say for the sake of argument, devil's advocate, let's say he does do that one day where he's like, you know, let's say Konami says, we're not going to put his name in the credits, even though he was like one of the original creators of it, like uh, people of it. Like, I'm not going to, we're not going to give credit to the OGs who built this game. We're just going to do show only the people that worked on the remake. That's it. Um, do you think like, and then Kojima knows that and he's just like, you know, they already screwed me and I don't appreciate them using my IP like this, not giving me credit towards it. Like if he did something like that, do you think that would be enough to ignite, you know, the fan base to be like, okay, yeah, because Kojima publicly is disavowing the game. Now we're not going to play it. Do you think that would help or not? Can we, can we so play like, can we play like an alleged copy? Well, yeah, everyone can play alleged copy. I mean, like we long as we're not giving them Hogwarts. Oh, we all legit copies of Hogwarts were there. Like, yeah. uh, I, I I think that it would be enough to make some noise, but like ultimately, I think people's fandom for the product is is gonna override the actual creator. Uh, like like because like, like what we're talking about right now, I think is significantly less impactful than the conversation about Hogwarts 
and everything surrounding JK right. Rowling. Like that's a real yeah. life world. Real We're life talking about somebody not being credited for a game, which sucks, but it's not it's not as heavy as that conversation with Hogwarts. So I was like, I think ultimately they'll be fine. If long as the game is good. Now if the game comes out and it reviews poorly, they're everybody's gonna shit on it and they're gonna dunk it. Absolutely yeah, agreed. You know, the funny thing, um, Ato, since you mentioned that Kojima, you know, is generally so reserved. If anybody brought it up before him, like if for some reason he did not bring it up, I bet you would bring what it up. What if Jeff Keighley does it? Because exactly. I feel like Jeff Keighley would be the person to do this. Yeah. He would say some shit. He would, yeah, some shit he would say he some shit. He would totally say some shit. Like if this game got even like a domination, I'm pretty sure he would say something. Or he, or he would probably never make sure he would ever be anywhere near the game. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Does it need to be nominated, though? That's the thing. Like that pettiness, does that type of game need to be nominated? It has legacy. I mean, yeah. Like, if it's good, like, you don't think Dead Space is gonna get nominated for stuff? I think it is. Like, Final Fantasy Seven. Final Remake, Fantasy yeah, Seven got nominated. Yeah, I, I feel like it's gonna get nominated. Resident Evil got good. nominated. Yeah, yeah Resident Evil Two got nominated yeah. during the Game Awards. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I think, think good it will be. Ultimately, I think Kojima will be fine as long as. Like if they do they do this and like the sale, well, I don't think he crazy. cares. I think he's far past it. Be my well, yeah, I was gonna say, as long as Jeff Keeley, like as long as Jeff Keeley gives him a little kiss, a little hug, he'll be okay. He'll be <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's happy. He, I'm pretty sure he's more than happy with Jeff Stranding. Let's right Blue give him a kiss. He'll be all right. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, that'll be an interesting conversation. I actually did not even think about that. I will say when I was streaming it and like. That was one of the games that got like a big response while I was streaming it. Oh, a remake of Snake Eater? Uh, my gut tells me based off of that response in the chat, most people aren't going to give a fuck uh, mm-hmm. about the whole crediting thing because that's all they was focused on was the actual game. We're going to see. Uh, other PlayStation news. This one's pretty interesting. This one might break your heart, Ethos. Uh, reports are coming out that the Last of Us multiplayer uh, spinoff Factions, which is based off the original Last of Us release multiplayer uh, mode called Factions, uh it's in grave danger and it's on the brink of possibly even being canceled and funny enough the funny thing about this article is if you read it the reason why they're starting to doubt it is apparently some i guess they brought in some consultants from bungie and bungie was like nah nigga Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so so now naughty dog is doubting themselves and apparently the staffing on this game has been reduced by like 70 percent and they've been moved to other projects and it's a very small team just working on this game there's they've been kind of silent on it so a lot of people are saying that it's not canceled but it is being reevaluated it's not looking good i know you were a big fan of the factions how you feeling about that ethos i'm upset can't get titanfall and now i can't <laughs> <laughs> i can't get titanfall and now i'm not gonna get last but every multiplayer game i want i want a sequel to i'm just not getting so i don't know what to say it's a, it's another disappointing game um uh yeah this must be how the celtics felt like i just they just keep letting me down so yeah a lot of people were disappointed too uh, yeah. because during that playstation showcase people were expecting to were, see that yeah i don't know why they people said were expecting we were gonna see it. see it no because they said it no i was gonna say um, i don't know why people were gonna expect to see wolverine but i was expecting to see factions yeah, they, i was uh when mm. they brought out uh i forgot what it was it was about i forgot whatever the last playstation thing was right remember when Druckmann came out and he was like he was talking about the tv show and he showed uh you know there was uh the two voice actors that were Joe and Ellie, they came out. They were like, we're really excited for this thing. This is before the game. He brought up and he said, and we are hard at work on factions. Like he basically confirmed it right there. He was like, we are working on this thing and we're going to show you very soon what we've been working on. And then just to hear this news, it's like, well, damn, like, were you capping before? Or did you guys have something good? And then Bungie came in and was like, this ain't good. I, I find it hard to believe that it couldn't be good. I always felt the original factions game was good. Like what? 
how could you mess it up if you just copied the same game and you just added like Last of Us 2's advanced, like advanced extra animations and graphical fidelity? You didn't have to add anything new. You could have just copied the first game's multiplayer and just added the, and just put it in the second game. I'd have been more than happy with that. I, and with all the guns, just add some extra guns to it. I feel like they were gonna turn it, the moment they said they were gonna separate it from the game and make it its own entity, I think that's what screwed them. Cause then they're like, okay, we're gonna, I heard there's rumors it was gonna be some free to play multiplayer game. Cause that's what Sony needs more of these live service games. They were gonna turn into a live service. And I think Bungie went to them and was like, yeah, nah, dog, this this won't work as a live service or there's not enough here to make it live long to be alive. No, uh, I, I, I disagree oh. with that. I think what fucked it up was when they announced that it was going to be its own standalone multiplayer game and it was going to have its own dynamic and compelling story. I think that's what they were probably... Uh, trying to figure out how to because long like okay at launch they could have a compelling story for the multiplayer right but then how do you keep that going and maybe they couldn't wrap their brain around that especially considering Bungie's the fact done it for goddamn years like what do you mean Bungie's done the same shit they've done it for since 2016 that's all destiny 2 has been it's just a compelling constantly evolving you think destiny 2 is compelling I think to consider millions of people keep fucking playing that shit. And I think they're playing it for the game, see. though. No, because if you saw the motherfuckers when they released, they revealed the latest Destiny shit, they were excited. And that was all purely story. That was like when um, Witch Queen got announced, they were excited as fuck because of the main villain. Uh, this one, um, Cade 6 is back. So people were excited about it. And these are all story elements. It's not just gameplay stuff. It, it, they care about the. But the they're not they're not Bungie. They haven't done that. And let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck here. What Bungie's done with Destiny is very unique. It's not very many games that have that long tail live service game. What, what, what else is there besides GTA and Destiny that have had a long-term live There's service? There's nothing. It's literally, Bungie's been the only one that's done. And, and really, so that's why GTA they were really, doubting themselves. Has GTA really done anything, really? Like, all they've done is just push a bunch of microtransactions. Have they really done a lot? Like, no. Like, fair enough, only, yeah, fair enough, yeah. It's, 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 it's been more community that's like, kept yeah. GTA alive, yeah. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I've had easy periods of me hating on Destiny throughout its life cycle, and, and I, to this day, don't think it's the as good as the game could be. I never think the game has reached its full. I don't, I don't think it ever will reach its potential. Remember when we thought it was going to be like Mass Effect? Yeah, and you know, being like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, was uh, yo, our, our, that was back when we were young and hopeful. Yeah, we were young <laughs> in 2014. You know, the world was everything was possible. But oh, I, I, but to give them credit, no game since then, Anthem failed. Every live service that any other studio has tried to do to replicate De Destiny has failed. They've never been able to uh, do the same thing. I think. <laughs> I just think Bungie got lucky. I think they just caught lightning in a, bo a bottle a second time, just like they did with Halo. And they're like, oh fuck. And now, now they're just stuck with this thing and then they have to figure out how to make it work. And I, I, I think, think other students can't do it. So. I think what Naughty Dog might've done though, is they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because they're, they're approaching it maybe from a standpoint that they want it to be like the single player spent, where it's this super well thought out story. And like, if yeah. they wanted to put story in the multiplayer, it just had to be lighthearted. What needed to work was the multiplayer being fun. And it could have been a free to play game. Um, I, I don't, I personally was not gonna, I don't care about the fucking story in it. I just wanted it to be a good multiplayer game. We need more multiplayer games. I just wanted it to be a fun, even, I wouldn't even mind being a little bit more competitive. Just I felt more like content, the, more game modes. Yeah, it would have just been mm -hmm. perfectly fine to have just a multiplayer game, like how Uncharted 4 felt for us when we played multiplayer. Like, I would have been fine with it. Every once in a while, they want to do like a story event with like some co-op, like they do at Apex. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that could have worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, nobody wanted anything intricate with this. Like, I, I honestly, I wasn't even expecting the story element to the multiplayer. Like, you could have just tacked it on, and I think everybody would have been fine. I want to eat those to call somebody a Nurse Joy again. That's all I wanted to see. 
so, I mean, just somebody I'd rather take a yeah. So yeah, and, and, and it's, I mean, it, it, it is even more crazy though because like look at the success of the TV show. Like we know we had our initial doubts about it, but the last of the TV show was freaking amazing, right? Like like overall everybody loved it. So I don't think at this point it's not a money thing. I don't think it's a financial thing. So something must have happened crazy internally that you know caused this ripple and seventy percent of the staff that was working on this guy put on other projects like. Dang, did Bungie really have like if that if that's true and Bungie did come in, it was like, nah, that ain't it. Like, I don't know what type of product that they had on their hands. So this is, I mean, it is kind of crazy that you know this game might not even come out. So it's some something food for thought. I feel like if they if this story is true and they really brought some Bungie people in to kind of examine what they were working on, their intentions were pure from naughty dog standpoint because they're looking for guidance but i guess the way my brain works like the art of war why would i bring my competitor in because if i was bungie i'd be like no that shit trash like what because they're then not you're competitors little... but they're not competitors anymore bungie's owned by sony they're not yeah. competitors. oh that's yeah, yeah 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 they, that's yeah. why they brought bungie in because they own <laughs> so it was sony an honest assessment they said nah. yeah it was honest <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like they could just lie and be like that shit trash to yeah. eliminate the no, competition yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that's fucking i thought funny, about that for a second too and i was like oh yeah i was like no they're under they're under sony's umbrella that's now, why so. sony overbought them sony was like sony knows that they're behind in the multiplayer like live service space like the biggest games right now are those multiplayer live service games they make billions of dollars million dollars of microtransactions stuff and sony doesn't have think about it like what does sony have what exclusive in their realm do they have that is a live service game none that's why they grabbed bungie they were just like we need something and we need people that have a track record so that they can help our studios build their own versions of destiny or of live services that's i feel like that's why all the extra money on i feel like naughty dog is just talented enough they're so talented in terms is of it like marathon not exclusive I don't think Marathon, it's exclusive. Yeah, I think Marathon's going to be on Xbox too. So I, I feel like Naughty Dog no. is such a talented studio. I just want to see them do something else. Like, get off The Last of Us dick and fucking Uncharted. Like, make something different, man. Like, Factions you know, is cool. Naughty Dog. Yeah, like, I want to see them do something. Like, 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 I can't stress enough how much, like, I respect Respawn went from making Call of Duty to it's Jedi not. Survivor. They're like, what? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like I feel like they have the pedigree and they have the funding to where it's like, let's break out the box, let's try something different. And if you don't want to try something different, we're gonna keep advocating for Jack and Dexter Four. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, <laughs> you know what I'll take Jack and Dexter. We'll 4. take I'll, that I'll, too. I'll, like, we'll take that. We'll do it. Um, speaking of more Sony news, there's some rumors going around. I don't even know where this came. I swear to God, motherfuckers just be tweeting shit. I don't know what's the source on this, but this is a gaming podcast. We're going to talk about it. Uh, rumors claim PlayStation is trying to acquire Capcom, CD Projekt Red, and From Software. This will be allegedly announced at the Sony for real z showcase in july so there's another sony showcase not, not the one that was this one. so this person is claiming what's his name the old guy gamer don't quote us the old guy uh, gamer claims that the showcase we just had is not the real showcase the real one's uh, coming in july and uh, they they also have six-year deals to have all games from sega konami and uh ea exclusive to the ps5 i think this is complete bullshit what y'all think bullshit. yeah definitely do <laughs> The, once I saw the CD Projekt Red, I was like, hell no. Capcom makes sense, though, because if you all um, weren't in the know, uh, Sony saved uh, Street Fighter when it was about to really go downhill. And and now it's I mean, it's not it's still not officially under their umbrella. But um, but for the fighting game, Capcom's the, 
Capcom's the only one I believe it could be true, and that's because Capcom is fucking broke, like you just said. But like CD Projekt Red and From Software, nigga, they up. Like maybe yeah, Sega too. <laughs> I don't believe From Software makes a little and bit Sony, more sense, but CD Projekt Red, absolutely not. Sony don't, don't got know. money like Microsoft, so it's like you're gonna buy all of these. I would be shocked. I would be impressed. Actually. Their whole their whole strategy, they said, was for them to get studios to do multiplayer like live service stuff, like like have track records of doing that. I know somebody brought up this that the CD Projekt was starting to move towards that direction. Like they, they're I think they have like a. I heard rumors that they're working on a Witcher multiplayer co-op Monster Hunter type game where it's like you're all playing as Witchers and you're hunting down these monsters together. Um, that sounds cool to me. Uh, and they're working on some Cyberpunk, maybe Cyberpunk 2 potentially might have some sort of like multiplayer component where they failed on the first game. Um, but I, I just like CD Projekt's pedigree has been like single player, you know, has been like kind of what like they already are masters of. Like they already do all the single player stuff really good, like story based stuff. So I don't know. CD Projekt doesn't make sense. Plus, I don't think CD Projekt is really like in desperate need of money, especially after Cyberpunk. I think like regardless of what happened with Cyberpunk, like they made a shitload of money back. So I don't think that's well, really I think the, I think the CD Projekt Red one's not believable for me either, too, because doesn't the Polish government own that studio? How does that work? They have, I think, a chunk of it, or they have like some sort of like uh, stock or ownership of that. Yeah. Know, so, like, how does that work in terms of Sony? government itself funding their projects and stuff too? So, Did, wait. So, know. if Sony does find a way to buy them out, does that mean Sony owns the public, the Polish government? Like, how does that work? No, no, I don't know. Ten foil tie. And the PC cost nine thousand dollars. Just to stream two K. <laughs> oh shit um so definitely look out for a potential another playstation showcase take that with a grain of salt because i've never heard of it wasn't there also a rumor that square enix was gonna get bought by sony too didn't they say the same shit too like a year ago take it with a grain of salt that was something that showed up on my for you page i was like oh that shits and giggles let's throw it on you listen to twitter you got this note from twitter yeah it's from twitter Twitter. for you first of all i didn't say i listened i said it's for shits and giggles and we can talk about it i don't believe it though all right Uh, immediately discredited your source is twitter for you yeah whatever bro when's samurai zero coming out what's the name um (laughs) (laughs) uh last piece of sony news a new god of war game is potentially in the works but it's not what you think according to this article come on games which is a company out of singapore known for creating board games has registered the ip for god of war so many think there's a god of war board game in the works what's that doing for you jay uh nothing for me that'd be more ethos around huh yeah don't you hang out at magic card shops and shit nigga what they gotta do with a board board game i mean it's almost like it yeah Yeah. i played card games not board games that's in the realm so like no i i don't care about this boy 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 you don't want to grab the piece and it says no boy 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 no no uh, yeah huh? I, they made I, a new star wars one if you care about that they made a star wars board game bob only board game i play is trouble you know about I trouble you're gonna say twister is that a does that count a board game i mean it's not a board no. game. there's a board you are the piece but no it's more of a it's like a, like a little you are latex mat or whatever but it's a board you ever played naked twister before what a bitch I play with monkey bars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, if you want to spice up your date night, play Naked Twister with your girl. Thank me later. <laughs> <What's your name? laughs> um, let's talk about a dead game. Uh, oh. Blizzard's Overwatch 2. 
Can we even call it Overwatch 2 now? <laughs> no, it's fucking Overwatch. All right, so let me give you a laid out in case you guys missed the story on this one. So uh, Blizzard came out recently and announced that they're pretty much scrapping the majority of the PvE aspect of Overwatch 2, which is the only thing, by the way, that made Overwatch 2 Overwatch 2, because before that, it was just the Overwatch 1 multiplayer, but now it's not 6v6, it's 5v5. So they're removing most of the story mode. Uh, I remember there's supposed to be like 100 missions or something like that. They're going to still do it, but they're going to do it starting like next season. And it's only going to be like one mission. It's been severely scaled back. It's not really a thing. It sounds like they're basically, they're copying Apex is what it sounds like. Where occasionally they'll drop like a little cutscene with like some lore or whatever, but um yeah i know you were a big fan of overwatch i remember the first time you played overwatch you came in were we even in discord at that time we might have still been in team speaker like mumble, yeah, mumble and you were like yo overwatch 2016 is gonna be the game of the year like how do you feel about the the fall from grace ethos to see that overwatch 2 will not feature any overwatch 2 yeah hate to see i'm telling you this is all bridget's fault i don't know why i don't know how but after she was added to the game everything just went downhill Everything broke. Everything was broken. They, the, the whole game just started to be stale. It, so many things were got fucked up because of her and that. It all. Then they tried to make a sequel to fix the problems of the first game, and now look, it's falling apart. Um, yeah, there's no argument now. There's no debate. There's no potential way that you can turn this or try to damage control this. At the end of the day, this game is not Overwatch 2. It doesn't deserve the second title. There's not enough here for anyone to even justify it. The one thing, the one content the one feature that people were arguing saying this is what makes it deserving its own sequel title was the was supposedly going to be that co-op um campaign type of experience and now that that's been ripped out of the game after they already had been working on it we've already seen footage of it and how it was supposed to play that's all gone now uh and then like how are you going to compensate everybody right because like it's a free-to-play game now which is okay but i'd argue the game is worse now like i had i'd rather it go back to how it used to be where it was 40 dollars to play the game and you can get all the skins by just opening damn loot boxes or just by getting enough coins and just getting that way. This new shit is terrible. It's literally Overwatch 1, but they added a store and a battle pass. That's literally the only differences between 1 and 2. And they and they cut one person that can play in the match. They made it now 5 I've been five saying that, there. and I got hate. It, it. It's Overwatch That's 1, it. but they added a new business model that makes the game it worse. Arguably, and I can't believe I'm saying this, when it had loot boxes, it was better. Everyone's going to agree I'd, with me. I'd, I'd argue the Overwatch community is one of the most spineless in the community. Like, you guys are getting fucked in the ass, and, like, yeah, you don't even not, realize but... it, bro. Yikes. Yeah, eggs. Yeah, at least we're just lucky that they're not just banking off Overwatch. Imagine if this was, like, their only main IP. Like, this would, this would be a shit show. So what they're is, lucky they have other IPs. Where does the series go after this? Like, do you think we'll ever see Overwatch 3? Like, like I feel like there's, like, a weird energy around this franchise now. I don't even know because I mean, really, the only thing that's keeping Overwatch alive is just the professionals, right? Is and that even that league is kind of when going down here, right? I've heard, I've heard they've been having issues with the the esports side of shit. Like, like yeah, no, that yeah, yeah the, already, the OWL is yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's just turning Dead. upon itself as well. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, but it's at this point, it's gonna be hanging by a thread. Yep. Yeah. So they may need to cut their losses at this point if this doesn't work like if they don't if they can't produce anything that makes overwatch 2 truly overwatch 2 with this pv aspect and cut your losses try something else i mean i know that they don't want to see it die but i mean even if the if the esports scene dies too then you're done especially I mean, they seeing the numbers diablo doing they probably looking at overwatch like mm, i don't know mm, man. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what i'm saying i'm like cut your losses because i mean you got other ips that are thriving right now so 
who knows, man? Maybe they got some whales on their servers that's buying loot crates out the ass. I don't know. I'm not, I refuse to get on that game. I knew I knew I was never going to play that game when the beta came out and it said overwatch.exe. I said, you know, you guys could at least change the launcher name. Like, this is the same fucking game, dude. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, let's stay on the topic of dead games. Uh, let's talk about Redfall. Uh, <laughs> so Redfall, we've seen what happened with the, that release, but um, a big article came out of Bloomberg and I found a quick summary of it, uh, basically kind of documenting the downfall of what really happened to it. And here's the three major uh, bullet points from it. So uh, from this article, they were saying the morale at Arcane was suffer. It suffered because veteran workers who weren't interested in, they weren't interested in developing a multiplayer game. They left in droves, supposedly like 80% of the studio uh, left during the development. By the end of uh, Redfall's development, Element. Oh, my bad. 70. Roughly 70% of Austin's staff had worked on Prey, would no longer be at the company, according to the people familiar with uh, Bloomberg's analysis. So the majority of the studio left during the development of the game. That's why it's so bare bones. Um, the acquisition gave some staff at Arcane hope that Microsoft might cancel Redfall or better yet, <laughs> let them reboot it into a single player game, according to sources familiar with the production. So for those not following, Arcane was hoping that Microsoft would step in and be would like, actually, wait, hold on, and take That's it in the back and game. shoot it like old Yeller. Please <laughs> kill us. <laughs> That's the craziest thing about this headline. Of <laughs> uh, and then see the disappointment of Redfall evidence is Microsoft's desperate need for attractive content. If it indeed is going to beat rivals on Sony, basically saying they're desperate, they're just throwing anything on the fucking Game Pass. But that's the main. That's the main takeaway that uh, Arcane was not happy with what they were making there was a lot of lack of leadership i read the whole article uh they were saying people were coming in some people wanted to make a multiplayer some people wanted to make a single player game and they kind of lost the room so it got to a point where some people were like can we just kill the game but uh they just put it out and phil spencer put 36 minutes on it before he uh uninstalled it what you take on this game developer ethos uh yeah i mean this tracks all this tracks and it makes sense this explains like how we were talking about like how did you guys do like death loop whatever it is and i checked just to make sure i think Deathloop and I think Dishonored, they were done by the French Arcane Studio, the one that's in Lyon, I think it is, France. Um, they're the ones that did that. And I think Prey was, uh, uh, Austin helped out with Prey. So they have like, I think two studios, three studios maybe. And the main one I think is in the other ones in Austin. Um, so, I mean, yeah, all this tracks, uh, I think it's hilarious uh, as a as the Pope of the, uh, and Bishop of the Game Pass, uh, I, I'm happy to say that this was not Microsoft's fault. Uh, um, I know a lot of people initially were initially blasting Microsoft and being like, this was their fault. I remember that was like a very like initial was an initial like um, um, uh, agenda that people were pushing was like when Redfall came out, it was terrible. They immediately were like, it was definitely Microsoft. Microsoft made them publish this. Microsoft was the reason why they made this game and da da da. And then like when you actually look at the history of when they started developing this, you realize that this game was under development before Microsoft had even acquired Arcane and that um, it was actually Zenimax uh, at the time. This game was chosen to be developed around the same time. They were also working on Fallout 76. And this all makes sense because you guys, we know like ZeniMax wanted to make more of those like multiplayer live service games, a la what Sony's trying to do now. So they were just like, all right, that's why Fallout 76 got created. And then Arcane was tasked with making a multiplayer version with their own Arcane magic, if you will, their like signature style. Um, and like what this article says, they don't do that shit. They, they're not, they're not a studio that does this. It, it, I, I don't know how many times we've noticed this where it's like some big publisher, the owners of the said developing company, like, 
they pick a studio that has no pedigree in doing that type of game and they make them do it. Like Bioware was the same thing. It's like EA was like, you got, you, we were making a live service. It seems like around 2016, and I'm trying to think what would cause this. Maybe it was because of Destiny. I, that's a good thing I'd want to ask somebody. I would actually be very interested in talking to the people that created Destiny, like some of the OGs that like were the brainchilds behind it, right? Like the original Halo guys. I would love to see a round table with them and being like, hey, do you ever do you ever sit there and you think to yourself like you actually caused irreparable damage to the gaming industry as a whole for making destiny like the amount of other studios that try to chase after that like that success that destiny got um and make their own games and how many games basically got destroyed and studios got destroyed doing that i wonder i wonder if there's some like some sort of like self-reflection that they've had is like you know Kind of like we made this monster this we took something out of pandora's box the answer would probably be no because it's not destiny's fault because at the end of the day personal choice comes into play they chose to do that dumbass shit bro well i'm saying it as not as in their fault do it i'm just saying it as like you know they influenced uh, it though it's an arms race right it's like it's just like the arms race right like like did Oppenheimer when he made the nuke he wasn't ex you know initially he wasn't like thinking that like everyone would be making nukes and arming themselves he was just trying to end the war he was just trying to end the war. But then post that, like, he didn't make all these other countries start to build their own nuclear arsenals and shit. But he was the initial, he was the flame that, that started the fire. Like, he was the initial, like, light. Yeah, it's a lingering so, effect. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if there is that sort of, like, you know, reflection of, like, I don't think guilt, but, like, kind of, like, damn, like, how many potential, like, games that I caused, that, or studios that I caused, like, damage to inadversely because of Destiny. Uh, because like publishers wanted to chase after that that type of game that no other game had done before i mean um, you can make that same argument for a lot of different you can make that same argument for a lot of different studios i mean uh you can make that argument for like grand theft auto it is a world of warcraft game design yeah, um, world of warcraft yeah. call of duty everybody was trying to be called yeah, duty at DLC one point and, yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I wouldn't put that all on there like there's there's always like sh sh ships and tides or whatever so it is what it is uh, they probably I, I, don't, I, I, but mm. it is wild to me that they were just like, I wish they had just took it in the back and shot it and like stopped this. And this is like that kind of. I remember how you brought it up last time, TBH, where you were just like, a lot of people try to blame publishers for everything, but there is a need for them. Like this is a great example of like, this Microsoft was a moment where in. Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft was like what people want. They're just like, we want people to be creative, and we're just gonna step back and let you do what you want to do. This was an example. Where I feel like both sides should have been like. Arcane should have just been honest and went to Mike, went to Phil and was like, "Yo, we don't want to do like this is not a good idea." But I feel like it was it was kind of like they were screwed. They were just like they just got acquired. They already had announced this thing, and they were just like, I think they just they went too far before it, it had been late. a while. Because I remember they announced Redfall like two years ago. It was, it, the, it was like it, it had been a while. It had yeah. been a while since they uh, they were they were they first revealed it before they even showed any actual gameplay. So before yeah. they actually showed any gameplay, if Microsoft would have stepped in and then been like, Stop. "We're shutting this down," there would have been like a little bit of like disappointment and backlash. But you know how fast it would have been. Like within a, a month, yeah. within a month, motherfuckers would have been over that shit. Now, I don't even think it would have been because no, Scalebound had real hype. I don't think Redfall had like real hype. Like Scalebound, people were excited for that shit. That's so fair. I think I think it would have just disappeared within a month. Like, oh, you remember Redfall? Not really. Like, they should have shut it down and took the L. It is what it is. Though. Yeah, it's unfortunate because now look at this. This looks really bad on Microsoft and the fact Price that Phil Spencer worse. like had an interview. Yeah, like it's 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 really bad right now. And Arcane again as a as a developer, they should not really you know be at fault for this because 
at the end of the day now this news came out that they didn't want to make it anyway they didn't do they didn't want to make a multiplayer experience and the people end up leaving because of this as well and all this if all this tracks and this is true then yeah i mean this this makes total sense now and i'm glad like we're getting this you know more and more news and this clarity it's unfortunate that it's negative but now this gives you know more of a context as to why this product came out how it did because again as we know arcane makes great single player games but now you have the multiplayer experience that they're not they're not used to nobody in the studio really makes these type of games and now you get a you know a subpar product I know, I know this one, this developer, Harvey Smith. Like, I, I followed him. He used to follow me on my old account. So Twitter took my account down. But um, that might be the nerdiest thing you've ever said on the fucking podcast, right? What? That I know one of the developers? <laughs> I follow. That's one of my favorite developers I follow. <laughs> one of my favorite developers. Yeah, of course. Hey, people can do it with Kojima, goddammit. I could do it <laughs> with another fucking way, developer. Man. Fuck you guys. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, I I, uh, I just read too that, like, he actually, he was one of the, he apparently he said in an interview, that early on he pushed back against uh adding an in-game store to redfall and they didn't so the, well, the thirst uh, for microtransactions man it's it's really it's really sad it's really sad man just let make, them make what they do bro let them make let people make the art they want to make and if it's good people will buy it it's really that simple um but hey Indeed. we are not these corporations uh since the last podcast there was a rumor that um, the next Mortal Kombat would be called Mortal Kombat 1 and not 12. Turns out that's not a rumor. It's actually a thing. Uh, a new trailer dropped. It's just CG. Nothing too crazy. I don't think anybody's going to have any hot takes on this. But next big fighter. Uh, I think they dropped the release date. For the, did, was there a release date on this one? Was I heard it that September? was a game, big dog. Huh? September 19th. My September birthday. 19th. Yeah, okay. Yay. Uh, yeah, another big fighter coming this year. Uh, September nineteenth. That's right around the time of two K. How are you going to balance grinding your uh, my player and playing um Mortal Kombat, Jay? I'm not playing two K. Mm-hmm. And don't buy it. Don't buy it for me again. Don't wait. Don't, don't waste seventy dollars again, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. I'm Becky. <laughs> <laughs> He's already plotting. This is terrible. <laughs> we need. A, we need. A, we need a power forward. Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, it is called Mortal Kombat One because it's a reset of the universe. I mean, there's not really much to say other than the trailer looks cool. Look out for it. Um, what's not confirmed is these rumors that hit Twitter. Um, Amazon Italy uh accidentally lead combat pack one which is what they call dlc the combat packs uh six playable characters quan chi omni man ermac peacemaker takeda and homelander so it looks like these homelander and peacemaker rumors keep popping up um is that doing anything for you jay i mean i think it's cool because uh homelander as soon as they heard the rumors a lot of people were like wow you know i think that character would be really nice as a you know essentially a, a cameo or guest character um in the mortal kombat game so i think it'll be dope i think it'll be dope they i think that uh the netherum have done actually a really good job um introducing guest characters and like having them match pretty well within the uh within the universe the original roster so i think it's cool there was a little bit of hoopla during the announcement of mortal kombat 12 and i'm not gonna lie i this time i kind of understand the gamers on this one for those unaware this will be a next gen exclusive except there will be a switch version so ps5 xbox series x pc <laughs> and nintendo switch so people who own ps4 and xbox ones was like nigga like because for those unaware the switch is weaker than both of those 
<laughs> so I yo, I can't wait for that Switch version of Mortal Kombat 12, boy. That shit goes last right. one on Switch. I'm gonna play the next one on Switch. I'm with the I, most of the time I would clown the PS4 people, but I'm with y'all on this one. Like that's kind of some bullshit. But go ahead, Jay. <laughs> that, that is that is messed up. But can we can we say this now? I think that we're we're further enough in the uh in the life cycle of the PS5 and the and Xbox Series X. If you still have a PS4 or Xbox One, please just yeah, you pretty much eat those. You're broke. And at bare minimum, you can go and get an Xbox Series S. So I'm not even trying to hear it now. If if you're still complaining about the the last gen version games, uh, with the next gen version game not being on the last gen console, just go get another one, please. Yeah, PS5s are everywhere in the wild. I'm seeing them now. They are. They Uh, are. If you can't afford it, just sell your PS4 with all the games like on eBay. Because for those unaware, fun fact, I talk about this on stream all the time video games have a preservation issue now for slow people what that means is there's no official museum for games so if you want to play older games the only way you can get them is like swap meets ebay stuff like that but also it means history gets lost because certain games you know they people just throw them away because they don't understand there's no preservation so the point i'm trying to make is is you could sell your ps4 with the whole games collection and make a decent amount of money off of ebay because somebody is trying to collect those games because 20 years from now they'll be worth a lot of money that's why i'm holding on to my games um people be if you don't know about retro gaming people be flipping like a motherfucker uh on the, on the game so uh invest in yourself if you really need to sell the whole thing like a bundle on ebay somebody will buy it you could probably get at least like a hundred something bucks for it somebody like want a sealed copy of kingdom hearts 3 on the ps2 i got see sealed there, there are certain games that are like they're so rare they're worth like thousands hundreds of dollars and shit like that and like you might I, actually have one and you don't even know it i had a i found a bunch of my old ones when i they were in my box and i had a ps1 copy of legends of our legends of Legaya mm. and the ps1 game and it's in good condition the discs are all there and it has the manuals and stuff i checked on ebay it's worth like anywhere between 185 to uh, like 150 Mm-hmm. and if you do, oh, if you God. do if you do a listing do your research on what the market is charging like look at your whole game collection and then base the price off of that like i got a copy of um project cross zone on the 3ds i know that shit rare gonna yeah, be that worth worth that's gonna be yeah. worth a lot of money in like 10 20 years bro so i hold on to that shit any 3ds you have save it because the store got shut down so any digital mm-hmm. games you have on that is, it made the price of them worth like astronomically trying to put y'all on game trying are you game broke is boys game. yeah game is game bro how the fuck a fat bitch <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck a nintendo Wii? <laughs> that thing is so fucking funny bro <laughs> um let's keep it on the topic of fighting games uh another rumor take it with a grain of salt uh disney and square enix are reportedly working on a smash bros inspired game called disney domination here's the bullet points you need to know disney domination will feature up to 55 characters at launch they spread across a single player campaign that features 60 stages there will be so many online modes like trump write this including 12 player online battles voice chat battles what does that mean like roast fights like roasting shit uh voice chat battles yeah like niggas just in a room (laughs) talking shit uh disney domination whatever that means missions and more there will be a lounge in Disney Domination where players can go to share custom stages and other content. It will boast a unique art style that looks something out of Unreal Engine 5, and it's supposed to be edgy. Reportedly, it's being developed by Square Enix, but that's totally unconfirmed. Uh, now, the reason I brought this up is because um, I've seen this rumor pop up at least three or four times uh, in the past few months, and I'm starting to think that where there's some smoke, there's some fire uh but the thing is like after the failure of nickelodeon all-stars multiverses well technically multiverses didn't fail they shut it down right guys now they're gonna come back um do we think there's space 
for Disney domination? Do you think it could work, Jay? Uh, I mean, with the constant fails of Nickelodeon game, now this recent Warner Brothers game, uh, I'm going to say no. I think that Smash Brothers has it on lock, and then maybe there, you know, there's a small market for Brawlhalla over there because that has a co uh, co audience. But I really don't have any expectations for this game lasting if it does end up coming out at all. We shall see. Uh, I mean, Disney got bread, so I mean, they have the potential to make it work. And I mean, you're working with Square Enix, so now you also get their roster. So I mean, there's potential roster wise and and financial backing wise, but that still all doesn't matter if the game comes out and the casual fans don't get on it and especially if the fgc uh finds it to be trash so we will see but like i said i think that i thought that uh that multiverses would have some potential out of all of them and even that ended up struggling after uh not even probably a month of us playing the game so i have no expectation that this is going to do well i'll be surprised you? what about your ethos I can't hear you. You need to sit up on your mic. <laughs> yeah. Please pull your mic yeah. to you closer. I have no I I have no take. Uh well, I'll give you my take then. Um I think it can succeed, but it's like a slither of hope. It, like I it's like a, I give them 25% chance they succeed. And the reason being is they have the star power, Disney. So you have the whole Oh, Snow White versus Spider-Man. Because keep in mind what Disney owns. They don't just own all the Disney princess shit, but then they got Marvel. They also got Star Wars. Luke Skywalker versus fucking Beauty and the Beast. Like, So they have that, like, multiverses. I think where multiverses fucked up, because they had the star power too, was the lack of game modes, the lack of content. The battle pass was ass. They didn't add a rank mode. Basically, it was very undercooked, like Anthem. Um, the, the, the foundation was there, but then everything else wasn't. So if they come in and there's a ton of content, possibly the online is smooth, possibly. But then I'm going to dial it back. I'm going to say, here's why it also couldn't work. Because it's saying it's being developed by Square Enix. They ain't never made no party brawler. Have they ever made a fighting game, period? And they're, and they're, and and isn't Square Enix the ones that published fucking Marvel's Avengers too? Like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. So it's like this this could go either way. I'm not going to say yes or no. I say let's sit back and see if this because this is all rumors anyway. But I, I keep seeing this rumor. So I'm starting to think there might be some truth to it. If it is real, let's wait to see it when a trailer drops. Uh, maybe at that real PlayStation showcase in July. Maybe we'll get something. Out of that. The Disney showcase. Uh, oh, yeah. When's that supposed to be Disney showcase? I know. Remember they did one last year and it was like, wow, you hyped this up for this. And you were like, meh, I think it's going to be whatever that next one will be. When they were showing off the Avatar game that Ubisoft had. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Star Wars Ubisoft game they was hyping up? They said that was going to change the game. They ain't show shit. It must be gas. I have faith that that game might actually be pretty cool just because it's working. I I wish I could have some faith in you sitting up on your mic. No! Oh, my God. You're cutting out. I think you have attenuation turned on. Oh, my God. No, I don't. I know I'm attenuation. Uh, what's the name? Uh, so yeah, look out for that rumor. See if it's uh any extra, if it's actually real. Here's a here's no. another rumor too for you guys. Uh, according to Dextero, emails have surfaced that claim Nintendo was tipped off by Valve's lawyers uh, that there is a Dolphin emulator coming to Steam. So like a lot of people were excited that for those unaware, the Dolphin emulator allows you to play GameCube and like Switch games on PC. 
and apparently there was going to be an app coming to steam and people were excited about that because then you could be able to play like on your steam deck and also it just made it easier to use um but it looks like rumors are claiming that valve told them no shut it down you, what do you think about that jay i mean whoever or the developers of dolphin emulate you shouldn't have tried to put it on steam it's like i get it but that's basically asking for yourself to get shut down like we've heard about dolphin emulator for a while now and you should have just left it how it was like if people want to get it they can get it in the, by other means but making it you know essentially an ease of access for something that's playing anything on nintendo's doing it's a big no-no like we, we already talked about it i think on last pod or the pod before that about people getting clapped uh, so Nintendo is really nobody to play with. So I mean, allegedly, if this happened, if Valve was like, "Well, we're not trying to get in trouble with y'all, Nintendo," because we already know how y'all get down, then this definitely tracks. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's pretty much uh, open and shut type of thing. So this would make perfect sense that Valve was like, "Hell no!" Like you see what they doing over there? That ain't us. That's them. Get them. Mm. Uh, this story reminds me of uh, the story of Nikki Barnes. Are y'all familiar with Nikki Barnes? Yes, sir. All right. So for those who aren't, Jay is. Uh, Ethos is not really tapped in with the streets, which is weird because he's from Detroit. But anyways, um, the story of Nikki Barnes, <laughs> the, sh- <laughs> the short the short version of it is he was one of the biggest uh, heroin dealers in the 1970s in Harlem. Um, and oh, yeah. okay. he kept he kept he, he had his own group called the commission and he kept beating cases because they didn't have evidence on him. So he got so cocky. He ended up getting on going on Time magazine wearing a fancy suit and he called himself Mr. Untouchable. And like that's the kind of the vibe I got when they decided to put the dolphin emulator on steam like nigga like mr untouchable and like they was like nah nigga, you're not untouchable like it's just a stupid move like jg said it's like keep that shit on the low because it's, it's a gray area you know the nintendo yakuza coming through with the come through so like just let it be uh so for those of you excited about the emulator coming to steam it's looking like it's probably not because uh valve is out here snitching they are not on your team i wish valve would snitch on all them racist ass games on their platform that's crazy ain't it Bro, they got some crazy games. I saw it. it, It's not a racist game, but I saw a game get advertised and it was purely about sex. It was like people just having sex, like some weird ass, like kinky type of sex. I'm like, bro, this should not be advertised on your main store page. Like, I don't know what they're doing over there, but some of these games like really need to go. Yeah, when I typed in Elden Ring, the first thing that came up was Tyrone Ring or some shit like that. And it was like, bro, nigga, yeah, you remember when I put it in the group chat? <laughs> yes, it was some nigga wearing, if you have not seen this up, look it up. It was a nigga wearing a do-rag. He had like Henny and it was like a bootleg ghetto ass Elden Ring. It was just straight up racist, bro. And he was like fighting for the gold chains and shit like that. I'm like, why is this allowed? Like, I'm not personally offended, but I'm like, I'm looking at it from like a business standpoint. I'm like, why would you allow that to even be on your fucking servers, bro? Like, I don't, uh, I don't get it yeah what's the what's the process ethos for for even getting the game green lighted on steam is it really difficult because apparently it, it doesn't seem like it. it used to be but valve opened up the floodgates because originally they banned like you couldn't put like porno games in like very like violent games that you weren't allowed to like put those on steam would never allow it, it had a very tight curve. but then uh valve was like this is why a bunch of games hits uh valve opened up the floodgates because they were on it um they wanted to allow more indie games. A lot of indie devs were like, "Well, we this is the biggest storefront. But we can't put our games on." So they kind of opened Pandora's box by a lot to put 
put their game up there and originally it was just you just pay a hundred dollar fee and you can get any game you want there's uh that was a mistake and then they tried to curate it using a green light system that failed remember i remember that where you could like upvote games you wanted. oh to yeah it. and that yeah. failed that died uh because it just got too much to manage and there was just too many games the system could be manipulated by voting so people would like be buying people out to get bots or buying players to go upvote their thing um it was pretty bad uh so they just said fuck it we, we stopped giving a fuck anymore so all they did win was like all right we'll just allow everything on the site and then if it's like 18 plus whatever it is we put like uh there's like sensors and stuff that you can do where you're just like i don't want to see any of this type of uh game content and games that get categorized in those content you just won't see them if your profile set up so i think you have to that's the gist of it. It doesn't. It doesn't take that much anymore to get games up on Steam. It's relatively pretty easy, as long as you're not like doing DMCA so like you're stealing people's game, post them on, then you can get in trouble. Yeah, obviously it's easy to get your game on there because not only is there like racist stuff on there, but there's fake games on there too, like the day before. Remember that game? Yeah, it never came out. It's not real. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's move on to some more lighthearted, funny stories, man. There was a couple funny stories since the last podcast. I I got one for y'all. Um, so a report claims two men got jobs at Amazon, Amazon just to steal copies of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so according to Kotaku, um, when Mr. A called his home, which is the boss, the man's mother answered and straight up told him her son was at home playing video games. When Mr. A later found out the game was Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and that neither the physical or the digital copy of the game had been released yet, he confronted the employee who instantly confessed that he had only gotten the job to get his hands on Tears of the Kingdom early and he had lifted a copy from the warehouse when it had arrived. Having been caught, the man returned the game, paid for it, and then was fired. The second worker was a 24-year-old man and had slightly different plans. He, too, had was found to have stopped coming to work just before Tears of the Kingdom's release date. Mr. A again suspected... So this is the same Amazon warehouse in Japan. Mr. A again suspected a Zelda vacation... Only this time, the perpetrator, who also instantly confessed, had stolen a bunch of Zelda-related merchandise, so you left the trail, uh, including Amiibos and Zelda-themed Pro Controllers with aim of reselling them on sites like Macari, which I'm going to guess is like a Japanese eBay. Uh, he was also fired. Uh, what's this story doing for you, uh, Ethos? That I give him A for effort. Definitely had to have the balls to just get hired just for a week before just so you get your access on uh, access to zelda that takes a lot of uh a lot of audacity to do um i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't have if i did this i wouldn't have niched on myself that quickly and that easily um yeah it's wild this it's crazy people would do it for game i mean am i gonna sit here and be like you know i don't understand it's like you know if there was a new mass of it game would i not potentially do what it takes to play it early you know nah. maybe but mm. i would do i wouldn't get myself thrown in jail for it don't get me wrong that's no way you can get away with that in prison and be like oh zelda but um if there was a way that you know you could potentially play within the grays of legality i think a lot of people would potentially go for it in their favorite 
Um, you want to hear some funny, like funny thing about this story is I honestly feel like these two could have got away with stealing this copy of a game because Amazon is a multi-billion dollar company. One little $70 game can slip through the cracks every once in a while. I'm not going to say so, it, but I know here's, here's how I think they could have got away with it. And this is why they're dumbasses. First of all, the second one's a dumbass because he left a paper trail. He had, there was already somebody who stole a Zelda copy. This man stole a Zelda copy plus a bunch of Zelda amiibos and shit. So that was a dead giveaway. But the first one could have got away if he would have just quit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he just quit afterwards. They would have probably never noticed it. But because he wasn't showing up to work, they noticed that. And then they noticed this. And then he got his ass clapped up, bro. Yeah, or you could have just went back to work, like at least for a couple more days, just to make it not seem as suspicious. The (laughs) fuck, I found it even more hilarious because the first guy. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. A, the contractor, he called. <laughs> they said they called the uh, the guy's residence uh, when they found out that he wasn't coming to work anymore. And then his mother picked up the phone and then proceeded to snitch on him. They said, "Yeah, he's playing video games like over here." <laughs> and then and then a the guy was like, "Yeah," he was like, "I did it." <laughs> so, so then you had no choice but to tell on yourself. We was like, "Yeah, I did it, man. I was I been whole playing Zelda. Like, what do you want me to do?" It's crazy too, because like I, I think the quitting method would actually work for the simple fact because like for those of you unaware amazon has one of the highest turnover rates for jobs because like it's really hard to be working in the warehouse or whether you do delivery so if you just woke up and be like i quit this shit hard they would have believed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say i, 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 I know uh, i know somebody i know a friend who uh not even friend but i know people allegedly that work for amazon and they tell me that this is more common than you realize like because amazon is a multi-million they just have so much product that goes through. he's like there's so much stuff like especially they said uh a lot of the stuff that just gets stuck in like overstock basically where it's just like it's not selling out it's just sitting there whatever it is or a lot of early it just some stuff will just magically just disappear and people just won't even care about it. like like they're just like because a lot of people are just like fuck amazon and they don't and amazon makes so much money they just don't even care because they need they need people to mm-hmm. do the job so they just like as long as it's not people are stealing like uh, like expensive like multiple like thousand dollar items and stuff like that but if they're stealing this like oh fifty dollar item here four dollars they're just gonna like sweep it on the rug as long as it doesn't make them like reoccurring it's crazy how they need to do that just it's crazy how they can't catch like these people stealing this little copy of zelda without all the extra effort but and then they also can't catch people fucking in a warehouse and shit. They, I mean, they can catch this up, but they can't catch the people fucking in the warehouses. That's crazy. They be doing. Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah, I've yeah. Seen oh, yeah, yeah I see that. TikToks all the time. They be bragging about it. I've seen so many TikToks of dudes be like, "Yo, if your girl work at an Amazon warehouse at night, it's over, dude." It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that back. You know, I even seen a TikTok you do like a dude and a chick like sleeping together. Like that show, that show work hubby. They're, like like sleeping yeah. together. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw the boss the boss come by like what the fuck are y'all doing yeah, bro. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's rough out here trying to get out the game bro <laughs> it's rough out here. Uh, last little funny story i got for y'all is um police arrest gunman who robbed a store but here's the catch the gunman was sporting an nes zapper now for all you gen z's out there Back when we were young whippersnappers, in the original Nintendo Entertainment System, there was what we refer to as a light gun, where basically you had to hold the gun close to the screen. It would use the light to detect the motion, and then you could shoot people. Like the, the, My first game I ever played was Duck Hunt. That was like the main game that used it. Um, so according to WBTV, David Joseph whatever is accused of entering a quick stop in Sharon, South Carolina, while wearing a wig, a mask, and a hoodie. 
He then brandished the NES Zapper, a toy made for the Nintendo Entertainment System in the mid-1980s, and demanded the money. The clerk handed over $300 before they left the scene. Now, to be fair, the convenience to the convenience store clerk, the Zapper was painted black as one of the 1985 models, uh, but you can still see the orange, so like they painted it so it's not like the traditional gray. But even still, this shit don't... What gun is this? Wait, can y'all see the picture uh, on the notes? Uh, yes. Hey, look at that. Would you would you believe that's a real gun? No. <laughs> Not at all. But it, but again, like oh, in those back. moments, <laughs> in those moments, like do you have do you have the time to really analyze? The like it looks ridiculous, bro. Yeah, the orange trigger. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The grip gives the the, the, the little indents on the gun give it. Oh, oh my shit, like some shit out of Star Fox. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, what gun is that, bro? And he has blue hair. This this cannot be more funny. I was if you know what's funny, I was not gonna bring that up, but i'm showing it if you're watching the video version i'm showing what the actual perpetrator looked like when they caught him because eventually they caught him like right down the street but my man was down bad when he pulled up with the light gun he said give me all your ducks right now <laughs> like why do you go through why do you go through painting the entire zapper but not the orange uh trigger like why just go through and do that too i don't know man all, all i can say is um this is why freaking that chick hates gamers like they're just horrible people man they're horrible people if you don't know who i'm talking about um jg's got we're gonna move over to the social justice warrior section of the podcast let me find this clip on my phone i got it i'm actually gonna play it into the mic so that the audience can actually get reference to what we're talking about so i'm gonna need you guys to be uh i'm gonna be quiet for like the next 40 seconds so we can actually reference this hold up let's turn this up because jg's got some beef social justice warrior section no video games are for children wow and so being <laughs> dating i would rather you have a hobby that's not video games something that enlightens you you don't think video games do that at all i mean i ain't gonna hold you my favorite video game growing up it was frogger so i'm just helping a frog cross that the track oh, no. oh my god <laughs> oh, oh, oh. arguments invalid frogger oh, of one. all the Wait, amazing games I got another Frogger. One. I got another one. Grand Theft Auto. ETAs. You want to your on time? Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Before you decided to keep this going as a grown man, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I have made very, very lucrative for myself. And, and by the way, have you? Oh, were you always a gamer? I grew up playing games like Final Fantasy VII. You don't know it. Candy Crush Two. You don't know it. Oh, Mega Man X. She's basically saying grown men shouldn't play games. Um, they're losers. They don't get money. Blah 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 blah. blah. JG responded to this on Twitter. He had some serious beef with this, and he said, man, throw that shit on the fucking notes, bro. So I threw that shit on the fucking notes. What you got to say to this woman, Jay? <laughs> look, look, so for all the audience that has listened to us for years, um, back when they had three members on the See the Thing is podcast, and this is Mandy, uh, Bridget, and uh, at one point in time, Olivia, who was a dark-skinned girl. Um, you know, she made a comment. Mandy made a comment again. Um, it, back then, it said that, said that, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want grown men who play video games. Grown, grown men shouldn't be playing video games. And Olivia was like, "Hey, like I play games with my man all the time." But like, shout out to Olivia, because uh, I, I really like, you know, her stance on that. She was like, "Like, what is the problem? Like, how about you play things with your man? Like, if your man is into video games, then why don't you, you know, play it with them or show interest in what he, what he has a hobby in?" And years later, down the line, now we're having this same topic get brought up in 
again, like, and she got ate up because apparently this clip is like a few months old. It, it's not a, a recent podcast um, episode, but again, this was brought up. And shout out to Cleo Thomas. Um, if you don't know who Cleo Thomas is, he uh, he was on Holes back in the day. He's probably one of the one of the only notable people that people remember from that movie. Um, but now he streams. Um, and he does a light skin kid that uh, was following around Shia LaBeouf yeah 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 so um so in any case so that was the guest on the show and that's who you were hearing uh for the people who were listening to the audio only podcast but she brings up this again and then she got ate up and she was like well i don't give a fuck about anybody's opinions and she's like i still don't like grown men who play video games i win and i was like i was like really like this is this is very ignorance very childish like you're talking about uh guys who play video games or, or childish but like people aren't upset at your preference everyone has a preference like literally everybody has a preference to who they want to date and who they don't want to date but what i find an issue with and what everybody else finds an issue with is you saying that that grown men don't play video games like that's a like children play video games i'm like what are you talking about like there are games that are literally mature and they are not for children like there are games for everybody but there are literally games that children should not and cannot play um so so that's that's invalid and then you brought the comment um when she was when she was um talking about that games aren't enlightening i was like do you know that video games actually have a positive effect um on on people like their reaction time their uh their their cognitive dissonance so like there are actual studies that say like video games are positive the problem is and and she isn't the only one that has given this opinion we've actually probably see this like every three months um with the woman saying something along those lines like i don't i don't want a man to play a video game like it's a childish thing but what ends up being the root of the issue is like you see um in relationships if a woman is dating a man who plays video games like he gets obsessive like and maybe a man who plays video games every single day for you know more than four hours at a time and isn't giving you the attention or isn't or and or isn't putting um you know their time into getting a job or you know in in your case like doing something productive because that's that's what it really is seen as you're not doing anything productive and yeah you know if a, if a guy is just sitting on your couch playing games all day and isn't doing anything else and making any money yeah that's that case but you can't take your personal experiences and your relationships and just take that to everybody um and just say oh well if you if you play games you're a child like video games are for children and that's what i find an issue with so like i said i'm tired of hearing it i don't know why we're still having this same mindset in 2023 but you have to get off of that because there are literal millionaires who have made a killing because they play video games so yes video games are a lucrative actual occupation now you cannot say that anymore so like take whatever your personal experience is and throw that shit in the trash stop saying this and i don't care if uh we're like oh it's a joke it's a joke but the way that you know mandy was reacting like it's it's not a joke you're just you're just doubling down and tripling down at this point and saying oh my opinion is valid but what you're saying is not an opinion at this point is literal is literally false saying that video games are for children and video games don't enlighten you we are literally the enlightened ones on this podcast like we've been doing this for years and, and we are making a career out of this and making money for it so like i just feel like that's bullshit and she just needs to stop saying that shout out to jg with the politically correct answer i don't got one i don't give a fuck what she got to say um like this stuff doesn't offend me like she's allowed to have her an opinion and i personally just don't care what anybody who has to say that's irradiating like single mother behavior like i really don't care bro like she's a ratchet like <laughs> i don't I, it's it's what i expect like she honestly she clearly got her heart broken by an unemployed nigga who plays 2k and like it's just really just got to her 
I really don't give a fuck about this shit. The only thing I didn't like about that clip was uh how she treated Cleo as like the guest. Like I felt like that was very kind of distasteful. Like you have a guest on and you're like just kind of belittling him and like it's okay to have like a different of an opinion but at least like the man talk and like he handled that shit with class like a chant mm-hmm. but like she was just kept like belittling and i'm like are you trying to have a conversation or are you just trying to just trying to push an agenda like that shit is corny to me and like that's why i said i'm not gonna be politically correct about it that's the main issue i had with i just didn't like how she treated the guest i wouldn't do nobody like that yeah because if you listen to that clip she said as a grown man it was the way that she said it i was like no nah, like you're really trying to you're trying you're really trying to hit this point home that like your guest who you invited on the show like i would hope that you have done some research about him i'm sure that's why this conversation even came up it's like yeah cleo like yeah you were in movies but you play video games now and that's your you know main source of income now so it's like you can't do those things like that that's just very disrespectful to not only him but again anybody who is in this industry or anybody who even just casually plays video games like as a man like you saying that every man every grown man who plays video games as a child or, or they're not for us like that's bullshit another fatherless child you got any take ethos it's just stupidity. I, I and like it's just one of those things where it's just like it's the year of our Lord 2023, and this is really still like a tape that some people still believe in. Is just insane. Um, gaming's just more popular than ever. Uh, done multiple things uh, for a lot of people. I've said it multiple times, but like people that don't understand is like they just shake. Um, how many people would we have never met? For example, like I would say like Mass Effect changed my life forever. I would have never met TBH. I would never would have met like any of the other people if it wasn't for them. So yeah, I don't buy. Um, like uh, I, I can tell you how many opportunities I got because of video games and the people that I've been able to meet. And uh, I, I've traveled around the world thanks to video games. So to sit there and be like, it's not thing for grown ass. And I get it from a perspective of if a person's doing nothing with their life and all they're doing is and yeah i totally get how like someone feel this type of way if like they're just sitting on the couch you just play games they don't have a job they're not doing anything totally get that that's a totally different topic because that's why i said earlier educated guests an unemployed nigga who played madden all day broke her heart that's all that is so now she affiliates it with all gamers it's just an yeah or you were dating somebody and they put more time like I, i know this is a fact um there's definitely people that have been in relationships with people who just like they were just like not ready for a relationship or they just they cared more about the game than they did about the relationship and i mean people can make that conscious decision of course you have to communicate that with your partner and just be like hey i i care a lot about this thing or i'm i take this thing as very important to me and i have to do this and if your partner can't work within those confines or doesn't like how much like this sort of thing takes up your time then better if you just keep moving forward with it yeah and i've said this before on this podcast and on streams but you know when me and my wife first moved in together like i was in that single dude mode still where i worked my nine to five and then as soon as i got off like i immediately hopped on video games and my wife was like look like when i get home like i want to do things with you even if it's as simple as just watching tv on the couch and i was like you know what like i need to find a way to successfully divide my time like she understood what i did like yes i streamed and i made youtube videos and we did the pod like you know we were you know trying to make something out of everything so she understood that part but she didn't understand like the the whole um 
the whole casual the, aspect of the it too. Relaxing so, aspect yeah, the relaxed thing. Yeah. You know, and, and again, that was part of my routine. So I had to get out of my routine and, and you know, reevaluate, you know, what's important. Cause I could have easily said, like, F you, like this is what I want to do. But it's like I cared about you. And it's like, yeah, like I don't think that that's a huge ask to, you know, have me dedicate like days specifically for video games and days for you. And, you know, that's what I still follow today. Like, even, you know, I have a child and I have another child on the way. So, like, things like this, like, I just have to successfully coordinate, you know, when I can do which. And now I'm literally at a point where I barely even play video games unless I'm streaming. But I have those times where I try to dedicate towards those things. So, you just have to figure no, it out. Don't listen to the married I, man. No, don't I know, right? Don't, yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> don't I don't listen know what I'm talking about. I don't know what What you're talking about right now is maturity and, like, understanding and compromise. And the problem with what you're saying is... In that clip, she's, and this is why I'm going to take a wild guess. Is, is she single? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I have no clue um, because, again, her subsequent tweets after she, you know, just said it's my opinion, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But she was like, "I just want a man who doesn't lie to me." So and she's I was probably like, oh, single. Boy. Probably. What a <laughs> shocker! What a shocker! That she uh, probably is single at this uh, point. My issue was or, not what she said. It was just I didn't like how she talked to him. And then like I, I, they always they, they still try to push that weird stereotype on gamers, which is the case for some of them. But you have a very well-spoken, well-dressed, good-looking dude there talking to you about games that can hold a conversation about other things and you still like belittle him. It's one of those things that's like that's why I tweeted out destroy all podcast equipment besides ours destroy it all man like that's, <laughs> that's, no, no, no. It's, it's 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 creeping into every it started with the dating stuff it's like in now general it's and it's creeping into every topic i just be seeing the stupidest shit on fucking tiktok and i'm just like bruh can we destroy we need to get like a license for people to use the internet or something i don't know man because the village idiot is loud as fuck right now uh mm-hmm. it is what it is um regulate the podcast you know when you have to go in the store and buy a gun you got to show id you need to do that for a podcast yeah. don't want to buy him <laughs> like would you like a podcast mike take this test for me all right yeah. the question is when you see a black person minding their business down yeah. the street what do you, a what do, you do? do you say oh it looks like a nice gentleman or b F that N word. <laughs> well, fucking, how many yo, states are there in the United States of America? Many, you know how many people I fucking fail that test? What is, what is the capital of your state? Who is your mayor and governor? Yeah. <laughs> we need to have some type of test. Uh, let's move something a little bit more lighthearted in the social justice warriors. We need your take on this, Jay, as our social justice expert. Uh, world-renowned Twitch streamer Amrith is getting her very own artificial intelligence companion, allowing fans to chat with her at any time. And apparently this is like an example of the actual text. And it says, hey there, kissing emoji. I'm Amrith, your sexy and playful girlfriend. I'm ready to make our time on Forever Companion for Unforgettable. Let's explore mind-blowing adventures from steaming gaming sessions to our wildest fantasies. Are you excited to join me? What's that doing for you, Jay? It's doing absolutely nothing for me, but all right, I'm not, I'm not going to give a, a terrible take here. I actually think that this is brilliant, especially for her, because she needs to satisfy her fans' needs, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have the time. You know, mm-hmm. she's building this empire. She has gas stations. She's doing her hot tub streams. When does she have the time to respond to little Timmy who sent her a DM two days ago saying, hey, beautiful? She doesn't. So get an AI to do it. And he still feels satisfied. And he's going to continue to give her money when she streams. Brilliant. What about you, uh, game developer? 
I'm beast. I, you know. As a game developer, do you think like there could be any type? Like, let's say you worked with like an OnlyFans girl that wanted to come up with her own uh -huh. AI companion. Do you think there's sure. any games you could implement inside of the chat, like with it, like play with some pussy type games? Like, how do you, how would you, how would you think that would work? Like some type of text mini game. Remember like the old text adventures on PC, like yeah. and shit. Like if you type. Uh -huh you know like play with your pussy then like you get like a certain response like what do you think that would do like and we interview um porn thing one time at E3. yeah the e3 porn, porn thing. thing e3 porn thing i mean it's like the same thing right like, it's just like uh <laughs> Which was funny, by the way. I never forget because I interviewed the best interview. No, no, the interview was funny because no, because afterwards it, he asked Anon. He's like, "How do you feel about?" It? So for those in the way, it was a VR headset, and yeah. then I guess it was like a black I, was wearing it, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and, and Anon was like, he was like, it wasn't really for me, and he was like, why? He's like, because I couldn't really imagine myself in it. And then the developer was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, like he wanted a black gig. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I remember looking at him like, really, nigga. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we'll take that feedback back. Oh, shit. I don't think that ever came. I don't think that update ever came out. Um, but this shit is funny. Whatever, man. If them suckers want to pay for it, none of my business. Uh, they will too, bro. Like, just imagine you getting the instant response when you say something, bro. They run it up, crazy. I don't get mad at these chicks. Run it up, bro. You need to go find your father, nigga. Why you acting like that? Um, if, did y'all see the clip by the way that was been going viral? of um the dude i guess he's one he said that he was some big girls um big streamers uh twitch mod and oh, i guess yeah. he met her in real life oh, and busted god. when he his pants oh, bro oh my god that's I'm like, bro, man you setting men back bro you setting men back when it's that shit that you know when they be talking on twitter like <laughs> Like hey, you know the crazy thing. All men are trash. I see something like fuck y'all. Yeah. Y'all making he's this so shit confidently bad, said it like it was funny. I'm like yeah. it's not funny, bro. Like what yeah. is it's not, shit is it's not, not funny. funny bro. And the, and the even boring. worse thing that people weren't talking about in that clip is like the the immediate response to when he said that they were like yeah. well they were like well is your, is your streamer hot? hot? I'm like, like bro what do, does that even matter? Nah. Like bro uh, you came in your pants from hugging her. You like yeah beat your meat. Why are you getting why are you busting off a fucking my hug? God? And then also you fucked your own money up too because i'm pretty sure that girl that you were on before she saw that yeah. shit yeah. yeah she's like yo get out of here he's a fucking creep like, now you're a fucking weirdo she, she probably didn't even know that and now you Fine just said God. it in front of it it's under tons of people uh, that's that's who that girl from the other podcast was talking about jay the, the gamers that she hates they, said that they all yeah, like be, <laughs> i don't blame her then at this point if that's what she's referring to uh, what's the name um y'all heard that new gunner song where he was like addressing snitching and shit yeah. I actually did, yeah. Yeah, you liked it? I yeah. It was all right. What's no, what's the name of the new Gunner song? Like, Where he dresses in? Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Yeah, the new Gunner song, Bread and Butter. He dropped. He, he's addressing all the snitching allegations against YSL and and People Young Thug. Forgiving him, or are they still acting like? Well, I mean, no, I was just bringing that up. Nobody's forgiving him for real. No. I was just bringing that up because that's not snitching in court is not the only way to snitch. Apparently, you can snitch on the PS4. Uh, oh. the PS5. Um, so according to Drama Alert, a PlayStation video game recording helped solve the murder of a Michigan man. This is in your backyard, uh, Ethos. The suspected yeah. killer, Daryl King. What mid city? Did they say what city? He didn't even link here. the source. I couldn't find it. Uh, was heard threatening Deshaun something during an online match. This evidence was submitted by an anonymous player, which led to King's charges. So apparently. I guess these two were arguing over a game of 2K or something because they said it was a basketball game. They were playing that or NBA Live, which I doubt. And apparently, Daryl was like, I'm going to kill you, nigga. And I guess somebody else was in the party chat. They recorded that and they submitted it to the, to the police. And now he has been charged with murder because he got a confession. So um, really, really the point is, 
why are y'all talking about killing people over fucking Xbox and PlayStation? Uh, I mean, everybody does. Everybody tells people to go kill themselves and stuff. Yeah, they do. Video games, so. uh, and this time, I don't. I'm a little bit more creative. I don't need to do that. Oh uh, yeah, this motherfucker from Detroit. Yeah. You got both. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about your back town. I liked your tweet the other day where you said, "Man, they got AI in Detroit to take my order." I was like, "Yeah, don't check out RoboCop in fucking Detroit no, become human." No, There's like lots 20, of AI in Detroit. There's lots of keep the people in check. <laughs> a lot of people, unfortunately, are which I, actually it, it's good sci-fi, but a lot of people made the comparison to how Detroit was the home of how it innovated the world. It changed the world forever through uh, making the automobile. At the next evolution, which would be AI, would start in. Uh, and robot still not seems moving like a natural nobody asking you to move you can die in the pits of <laughs> no water in california <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's crazy bro the, uh deshaun guthridge was his name he was on yeah. crime stopper they were looking for him boy yeah, after this crime stoppers they had to call yeah, it's gutter shit too bro <laughs> oh, was on it too that's right gutter yeah, and <laughs> call crime stopper Let's oh go. yeah it's motherfucking detroit uh, he died on the 1600 block of Kent Street near Seymour. Oh, see, see, that's your old stomping oh, grounds. I knew you knew. I knew you knew. <laughs> that's, not my that's, not, that's not my hood, but I know uh, where it is. I know where that is. Uh, that's where you first came up with the idea for Samurai Zero. You was on the block. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know because if AB's listening to this, AB knows where the idea of it came from. And he's going to be cracking up because he actually knows what actually was the the uh, AB. You, I have a, have a good laugh. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Jay, when you hear the word, when you hear the phrase "phase up," what do you think nowadays? Uh, poverty. I was gonna say the N word, but I was gonna say the N word too. They dropped a, f- a few Hiroshima's on us. A few. What's the name? So there's some drama going on with the Phase Clan. Um, they recently signed um, Grace Van Dyne, which is she was on a part of the uh, cast of Stranger Things to Faye's clan. And this caused a whole explosion within the camp. Uh, some of the OGs didn't like the signing because for those of you unaware, let me look it up. Current price, current price of Faye's stock. I think it's like 50 cents. Uh, so Faye's is a publicly traded company. Right now, their shares are going for 54 cents a share. Um, basically, they're not worth shit. Um, and right now they're trying to find a way to dig themselves out of the hole. And one of the big complaints, I guess, the FaZe Clan OGs have been talking about is the moves they've been making has just been signing celebrities that have added no value to their company. They haven't really contributed any type of content, which, you know, gives them like kickback. So they were upset that this Grace lady was um, from Stranger Things was signed because they're like, we're doing it again because now FaZe is owned by Suits. It's not owned by um the players anymore because they hired some people to run the business so there's a war going on a lot of foul things being said about each other on twitter and then grace hopped on twitter to respond to all the backlash and she brought up phase one of the phase members ODing. um they had did a whole video i'm gonna be honest i don't give a fuck about this shit I, who, who has to put this on the nose because i don't care about this shit i i did i only brought about? it up only brought it up because one when this was first announced and she got the initial backlash this wasn't even about a phase guys at first but she got backlash by everybody they were like yo like uh because in her video she was talking about she like i'm i'm one of the first uh girl gamers who was signed to fade and everybody was like no it was it was this girl i think because um kaylee renee or so yeah somebody else uh, i forgot her name i'm so sorry if i'm messing it up but um, but she wasn't the first yeah that girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the girl said get fucked yeah so so it was her so she everybody was like well um 
like there was already a girl who signed the face but she was like i would just want to uplift girl gamers like she was on that type of time everybody was like oh like shut the hell up about that um <laughs> but then but then of course you know um then the the reverse backlash was everybody was like oh y'all just doing this because he's the girl and then the phase members started getting into it and they was like well what the f like why are you doing the same thing you're still signing these celebrities hoping that they're going to essentially revive phase and i mean that's not it like why why would phase continue doing this because uh does, do any of you recall when snoop dogg signed and he had that one tweet uh, Bronny james he had, he had his chain on Bronny, uh kyla murray like the like the list goes on all these celebrities and and athlete that they signed but it literally did not move the needle in phase at all like it actually made it worse because now you're spending more money on these athletes and celebrities for what nothing they're not going to promote you they may do one or two things but again it's not going to move the needle in the overall spectrum like people just want to see phase go back to its roots and i mean Spinning i mean that's circles. pretty much why the phase members are i mean trick shotting <laughs> trick, trick shotting and call of duty that's their roots i mean it, it's i mean it, it thing is a joke but that's really true and uh, that's what the phase members and you know og people who um you know like phase that's how phase even came up like did you want it to go back to to its roots and not sign all these athletes and celebrities but also uh the og phase members have problems with the board because you know we see what they're doing still isn't working and they can't see the numbers they're getting fucked over you're again just wasting money at this point and then you know the socks drop and it's just a lot going on with them yeah freaking um i don't really care about this shit like i think i did think disguised toast had a good response because it was exactly what i was thinking one of the phase members said that they're drawing the line on this shit and then disguise is like this is where you draw the line with celebrities is like aren't you guys the ones that promote crypto scams and shit <laughs> and and drop it in so bombs much, i was bro. like exactly bro exactly that's why i don't care about none of this shit it's all drama to me fucking yeah, it'll blow it over in a week but like i said you know it really only blew up just because she was a girl and and you know that's where they were like oh you're just hating on her because she's a girl it's like no like it's a it's a dumb signing and then on top of that like even if she did play video games or like video games now like it's just it, it's a signing that just makes no sense it really came out of nowhere yeah, but that's what they've been doing so they need so somebody to push some content and she, uh, she's not <laughs> she's not way better than the phase community you should join the gi community for gg slash giop yeah link in the description box below if you're watching the video version to the discord um exactly. last but not least <laughs> uh <laughs> This story was going viral on Twitter. Um, a Warzone competitive player or pro admits on stream that he cheats. And when asked why he cheats, he said he needs the money. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I think I'm getting old. Why is Gen Z allergic to job applications? I don't know what that's about. Oh, like, like, <laughs> just, I, am, I, am I wrong, though? I feel like I'm starting to see more of this, like, just, like, struggling content creators. Like, bro, I worked a job before I went full time. There's nothing wrong with working a nine to five, guys. It's well, here okay. it is. This is, my, this is my crazy take about why that. So when we were younger, we grew up. We were asked what we were going to be when we grew up. A lot of it was, oh, I'm going to be an astronaut. Oh, I'm going to be the president of the United States. Oh, I'm going to be a scientist. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, like, you know, I'm going to be a real right? nigga. Be, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we, we have like tangible physical jobs. But this next generation that's growing up, they are constantly in front of social media, unlike us. Like, we kind of, mm. we were born before it started to blow up. And then we got to see how it grew. Um, So we got a different appreciation for it compared to, you know, just existing in this, like, in its current 
crazy fruition, it already is there for you immediately. Um, and I think a lot of kids, uh, like what you say too, a lot of kids, they're, they, you know, especially kids whose parents aren't really like, you know, really active, uh, active in their lives. They, they use, they kind of use the internet or video games or whatever it is to substitute as a parenting type of thing, to like keep them busy. Um, so they watch us, so they watch other people and they just say, oh, I want to be that when I grow up. So then now they're like, I think there was like actually like a research on this of like how the cha the, the choices of jobs of what kids want. Yeah, I read that article. Out. They, they said like, change, right? they, they said like 70%, like yeah, they said yeah. like 70% of Gen Z wants to be a YouTuber be like or like a TikToker. But the thing, is, the thing is that's in the West because they also polled kids in the East the and, and they still yeah. want to be doctors and engineers. I said, yeah, because it's not, because the West <laughs> is way more, Cali is way more about that influencer social media. It's superficial. Yeah, Midwest, we don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You don't, we think all that shit's fake. We don't find any of that shit even. Well, no, 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 you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. The no, article no, I, I read, saying. I was talking about East as in like China. Oh, I thought like you were talking world. about well, no, Yeah, talking I'm talking about, about the world. world. Western people as a whole, they're um, more so superficial. Now, I'm pretty sure there are pockets like in the Midwest and the South Midwest that don't care as much. But as a whole, as the West, it, the, the issue is that motherfuckers want to just be social media influencers. Yeah, but I think that's why a lot of them, when they translate over to like i want to do this and that i think that's where like a lot of it comes from is that like um they they this is the first time like okay so if you want to give like we want like for example when i was a kid i wanted to be president of the united states because there was no black person before that so i was like i'm gonna be the first and i was like fucking pissed obama beat me to it so i was like god damn it but that was like i remember one of the first dreams i had as a kid i wanted to be the first president and i remember but one of the things about that type of dream is is that the way to get to that dream is very massive right like i'd have to not fuck up my life at all i would not be able never get go in jail get get good grades go to law school you know do all these steps get political science degree you know go to college like and you know do everything right get into right internship right so i'd have to do all these steps and but when you think of it from an influencer standpoint and a youtuber and being a TikToker or whatever it is the level the barrier of entry is non it's very low it's very low the way that you can get it now that phones are way accessible now everyone can get at their hands on a cell phone now anyone can get access to you know TikTok, these apps and, and youtube whatever it is so now like doing twitch streaming and stuff like that with uh, any sort of console that's why now the uh the barrier of entry is, is lower and that's why a lot of these kids don't care about trying to get that five or that other type of like career pandemic made it worse too yeah, and the pandemic made it worse because yep. we're all stuck indoors. So I think that I think that's uh, that's just my like conspiracy. But that's why I think a lot of these kids just are kind of like quote unquote allergic to jobs is because they were never shown. Grew up. But here's the, here's the funny thing though it's like pro tip if you do want to be a content creator i promise you your content will be better if you go experience the real world if you real get a world, job yeah. touch grass interact with people it Action gives, up social it skills, gives yeah. you something to talk about so then it makes you stand out so it's like you're just shooting yourself in the foot all around yeah life experience but yeah no i i totally agree with you though that's uh it's, it's pretty round of money also the vanity of it because again with social media you literally can see every single day of uh you know a, a famous person's life who you follow so you see these things and you're like hey i want that and and you know nine times out of ten they're an influencer in some form or fashion athlete celebrity whatnot like they have those that that vanity that you want and you're like well how did they get that and again going back to the low barrier of entry like I think that if you ask any Gen Z kid, do you want to spend eight to 10 years in, in, in grad school? 
to to get this uh to be a doctor or a lawyer you want to take the bar like that's very tough or do you want to just pull out your phone do a couple tiktok dances and maybe you'll blow up what are they going to choose you're going to choose hey like i have a phone i'm going to do a couple tiktok dances or make some skits and i'm going to freaking blow up and maybe i'll make a, a lot of money and then everybody will know me then hey i'll be an influencer too and be able to do all this other stuff that i see all these other people doing so mm. I don't know, man. It's looking spooky out here. It's looking spooky out here. Um, yeah, just get a job, guys. I promise you, your life will be much more fulfilled. It actually makes you appreciate content creation even more because you'll have less free time. So you'll, you'll light, light a little fire under your ass to do more. Um, then again, what do I know? What do I know? You guys have anything else you want to add to the conversation before we wrap this one up? I think that's it. It's been another two-hour show. Ethos, you got the floor. What is your closing statement for Gaming Illuminati episode 143, I believe? Uh, it is. Thanks everybody for stopping by the stream. Uh, I'm stream. Holy crap. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Uh, we had an awesome last month on Discord stuff, and we have some new stuff that's going to be announced this week as well of all the cool stuff. We have almost doubled, I think, the amount of events that we did last month we're going to be doing this month, so forward to all that. And uh, the way me and JG are going to be taking... I think we can talk about it, right? Because of the timing of this? Are you able to Yeah, talk we can now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, me and JG will be doing a lot of the heavy lifting of stuff, and I think we're going to be doing some cool community night stuff. Uh, TBH has some business stuff he has to take care of, so he might be a little bit of but we'll still be here for you guys. Anything? Let us know. Yeah. All right, Jay, what's your closing statement for episode 143? Go. Yes, sir. Appreciate everyone for listening and or watching the latest episode. Uh, to be aware that next week, um, well, yeah, next Saturday, uh, we will be doing the UFC event. So I will be hosting that. And that is cool. Um, also, yeah, in the Discord, make sure that you join the Discord, discord.gg slash GI updates. It's going to be for the premium members. Uh, so make sure if you want to participate in that and watch the latest UFC event with your boy that you subscribe and we will all watch that together. I um, also want to uh, try my best to watch the rest of the NBA finals game so i want to uh do a watch party for those too um but we also have some more events that uh once ethos gets everything together he gets a video going you will know the full slate of events for the month of june so just be uh stay tuned uh we're also doing gundam ethos is doing gundam uh so they've been watching that so we have we have a lot of things that we're doing so just uh just stay tuned there you have it and my closing statement for episode 143 is make sure to hit the like button if you're watching the video version and rate the show five stars join the discord like they said uh and the next episode it probably won't it's gonna be a little bit longer than like because usually we do it bi-weekly like every two weeks it's probably gonna be like three and a half so like the next one just a heads up like they said like, i gotta go out of i gotta go out of town i got some stuff i gotta handle um what well, we're doing tbh none of your business is nda i can't talk about it um but i won't be back until the 26th today's the third so yeah the next episode probably won't be to like that follow probably like top of the july probably depending on if there's like any news so yeah there might be a little slowdown on the episode sorry about that it is what it is y'all could get this paper so uh we appreciate everybody coming through to the podcast if you made it to this part of the show and you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash gi updates leave a comment um hashtag get a job 
Uh, and we will see you guys on the next episode of the Gaming Illuminati podcast. The girl man don't play video games. <laughs> and they don't play Zelda and Mario either. Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and Zelda. Let's go. <laughs>